Rob Revere Show, Canifornication, and The Mallard Report. If you like what you hear on RazRadioLive.com, quit being such a cheap bitch and help us out. There's donation bars on the website, and if you use Amazon, link to them through us so we can get paid. Now let me stop bothering you and get you back to the quality programming that you like hearing, only heard on RazRadioLive.com. devil just so you can eat and breathe bow down at their feet surrendered liberty tyranny and terror corrupted dictators posing as your leaders while they poison every leader pumping fluoride in the water while they rape iraqi dogs coming down the public fashion magazines and bar now they slaughter weaker nations all the explanations selling fear to the mass terror level elevation simulations is unfolding right before your eyes wake up in a fema cam truck and hypnotized four strikes taking over but you're all about your blank i bet by this point you haven't heard a damn thing my design, prophesizing every scripture. Take a big step back, see the whole picture. A distraction of the mind to keep you living in a bubble, bubble, bubble. Bradblog.com. You're listening to the first 52. God only knows why. Attention, brothers and sisters. Take a look around. We are 
right. That's all we are listening to, listen, looking for. <laughs> Welcome to the First 52 on Raz Radio Live. Uh, it's your host, Sean Raz. Uh, another great evening ahead of you. It is uh, February, Saturday, February 2nd, 2013. Another great evening to, to do some great radio. Looking forward to the night. We've got Jack Blood joining us at 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll have our, our normal witty banner between, of course, my lovely wife, Lexi. Hello. And on the other end there, we got our buddy, Four Toad. Hello, Four Toad. Hello, Four Toad. You might want to oh, unmute your mic. No, it's probably the music. Let me bring down the music here, and we'll bring Four Toad up. His microphone was muted. See there? <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to have a little fun and a lot of information brought out to you. Um, Lots of stuff, I'm sure. As usual, there's lots of stuff to talk about. And, uh, you know, we're coming at you live from good old FEMA Region 4 down here in sunny southwest Florida. Uh, How was your week, Dave? Ah, it's normal. (laughs) (laughs) Normal. Actually, I was uh, was on the east coast at the beginning of the week, east coast of Florida, helping my friend out uh, with his website and i really got to learn a lot of cool stuff which uh hopefully i'll be able to turn it into a money-making operation for both me and you oh that would be nice for all involved absolutely hey guys if you want to join us in our chat box we got a brand new chat box when you go to it it's going to ask you for a username and password you don't worry about the password just enter your username that you want to be recognized by and uh we're going to try out this new system and I'm, it seems to be working very well so uh I'm looking forward to having everybody join us in the chat box. Just go to RazRadioLive.com, look for the chat section, and uh, join us there. Honey, uh, how was your week? Oh, it was it was fun. It was it's fun. It's been a busy week, though. Yeah, it has yeah. been kind of crazy this week. Like Shifty was saying, uh, you know, the past week and a half, two weeks with this trial, um, you know, I was trying to help get out the first hour uh, and do a job at the same time. It's been a uh, it's been hectic, uh, but it was fun. Everybody out there that doesn't know what trial I'm talking about, that would be the MJ versus Bubba the Love Sponge, and Bubba walked away with it. So uh, glad to hear that uh, that went good for him, and that's about all we'll cover on that tonight because uh, it was a First Amendment issue that I was concerned about. Uh, some lawyers out there said it wasn't. So either way, not really a big issue at this point in time. So uh, that'll be that on that subject this evening. <clears throat> I do have a bunch of articles pulled. Uh, that I want to talk about. And I know Shifty touched on this, and he kind of kind of put it down when they were talking about it. Um, suicides. Military suicides. A report came out today uh, stating that it's approximately 22 service members a day are committing suicide. Um, that is a staggering number uh, to even to even think is out there. Uh, yeah, but hold, hold on a second. I think what he was, the, the point that he was trying to make was that in, in, in the population... Uh, it might be less than the general population is is committing suicide. In other words, you know, if there's, I don't know how many servicemen there are. Let's just say, take a number, what is there, 50,000? No, it's got to be... Let's say a million. All right, let's say a million. All right, so you take a million out of the normal population. How many of those people are actually, what's the percentage? Are are there 10 people a day killing themselves out of of the population? Are there 20, you know, per million? But my, my problem with that, Dave, is these are people that volunteer to go protect our country, per se. At least that's what that's what it's advertised. You knew I was going to jump on <laughs> that being protected shit. Yeah, and I agree, and I agree with that. But we, there's still 
out there trying to do what they think is right. So what is the reasoning behind, and that's always my question with it, what is the reasoning behind the increase in suicides? We've got a lot of people, they're, they're coming home and they're saying they're PTSD when they're really not, and they're putting them on pharmaceuticals, yet again, always comes up in this conversation. So I'm, I wouldn't be afraid, I wouldn't be hesitant to say that this increase we're seeing in, in military suicides would be directly related to the medications they're given for PTSD. And who knows, it could even be related to the vaccines that they pump in these people constantly. Uh, yeah, I don't doubt it. You know, I, I would think that these people were probably, you know, they're coming home feeling like shit. Uh, I think also um, veterans are killing themselves at, at staggering rates. But I'm, I'm actually trying to look up right here. United States of America, uh, per thousand people... Uh, Oh shit! It's not giving me the right number, and of course, it's not. Of course, it's not cooperating with you. Well, it's it's difficult. I'll figure out you know per thousand people what the suicide rate is in uh in America. Okay, that would be nice to know. But you know, I, I'm gonna. The, the, I think the point that he was trying to make was that we just take this stuff in and regurgitate it back out without actually doing any kind of number crunching, which is something that I kind of try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I learned a while ago that I would just you know spurt something out and be like you know without backing it up and now I've learned to kind of back it up and that's partially because I go toe-to-toe with, well I used to go toe-to-toe with people all the time on Facebook and shit like that I've kind of toned that down except when chemtrails come up by the way <laughs> I'm making an announcement right now from this point forward I will never respond or never talk about chemtrails ever again uh, did you not like the berating you got on the on the Red Pill Society page this week I didn't get a berating. I just didn't like the the back and forth. And when you know that's that's people's. Uh, I don't want to say anything. It's just it, it wasn't a good dialogue. You know, I wasn't I wasn't trying to offer anything. You know, bad. I, there was actually a couple of things that I learned about it that had nothing to do with chemtrails. Uh, and I just got jumped on without anybody even listening to the fucking thing. Uh, that's ty- uh, wait, that's, that's typical. Not, that's not true. Lexi, listen to it, honey. Didn't you listen to that podcast you posted? I, I did. But Lexi wouldn't jump on me. No, because I'm a nice person. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't think name-calling happens to help anything either. So. And, and you, uh, you gave me your opinion on, the, uh, on the, uh, the podcast, so what's your opinion on it? I mean... I didn't take a whole lot from it. Uh, it had good points. I, I would encourage people to listen to it. It was informative. Um, but at the same time, I didn't really care for their take on NWO. They kind of played a lot of things down. That sort of bothered me. I felt like a little bit of it was misleading, and I didn't feel that they were well-researched in chemtrails enough to talk about it. They had an article sitting in front of them, a 600-page article, mind you, (laughs) Um, but it was isolated, you know. So for me, I don't know if that was good enough for me content-wise to to go off on a rampage on chemtrails like that and belittle (laughs) it the way that they did. And and for Toad, I know you're planning on coming down soon, and you're coming down a Friday night, so we're going to get some time to hang out together. So that should make for some interesting conversation through that weekend. I will not discuss. For, <laughs> I will not discuss it. I will never. You'll never hear the word come out of my mouth ever again. <laughs> All right, we'll see. That's a good challenge. It's a really good challenge. Um, since we're talking about chemtrails, let's talk about some more things that can damage your body and make you sick. Uh, I posted an article 
last week, and I'm actually going back to some old articles from last week that I didn't get to. I pull all this stuff, and we end up getting to like two or three of them, and I'll have 10 or 15 sitting in front of me. So some of the stuff's a little older. Uh, but again, this, this article you can find on, uh, on Raz Radio Live, <clears throat> and it's the nine nastiest things in your supermarket. Mm. And uh, it's a very interesting, lovely thing to think about what you're eating and what you're getting at your supermarket. I just did. You see what was tweeted out? No, which one? Uh, Joshua three sixteen. Who's that? I don't That's know. Skin I was biscuits. Skin biscuits. Yeah, he just sent an X in in the sky with clouds. <laughs> Consistent contrails. You you brought it up yeah, once again. Did. I gotta point this out. You brought it up, Mister. And, we weren't yeah. even gonna go there. And, and those wouldn't be clouds. <laughs> those would be, as you said, I'll, and I'll go with your terminology. I'm gonna go with your terminology. Consistent contrails. Which persistent contrails. Persistent contrails. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I know uh, uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head right now, but there's a lady out there that's very big in the geoengineering and, and move along, move along. <laughs> All right, we'll go back. Well, you brought it up again. I was moving along. I was just saying that I was never going to say it again. That's it. <laughs> I'm not saying that word ever again. <laughs> never again. I'm not saying chemtrails. Chemtrails. Oh. Okay, okay, that's enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways. So this article here it starts out. <clears throat> the first one is the pink slime factor. And I know everybody's uh, out there has heard of this because it has been in mainstream. The gross factor. Uh, the way this article goes, it breaks it down, the gross factor, um, and the eat this instead. So I'm going to give you some solutions to try to get past this, this stuff This is also. the part where we make fun of you while you read. Yeah, I know. Well, I, you know, <laughs> there, there's some factors involved tonight that I might, you know, be a little more sharper than normal. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so pink slime, the gross factor. The meat industry likes to call it lean, finely textured beef. But after ABC News ran a story on it, the public just called it what it what looks like, pink slime, a mixture of waste meat and fatty parts from high, high, higher quality cuts of beef that have, that have had the fat mechanically removed. <clears throat> that was an interesting tone of my voice there. <laughs> uh, afterwards, it is treated with ammonia gas to kill salmonella and E. coli bacteria. Then it gets added to ground beef as a filler. Food microbiologists and meat producers insist that it is safe. But given the public's reaction to the ABC News report, there is an ick factor we just can't overcome. <clears throat> Turning the page. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. the primary producer of pink slime just announced that it is closing three of the plants where pink slime is produced. And Kroger, Safeway, Food Line, and McDonald's, and the National School Lunch Program, among others, have pulled it from their product offering. What are you looking for, baby? They <clears throat> pulled it from their product offering. Uh, eat this instead. Organic ground beef is prohibited from containing pink slime, per natural organic program standards. So it's your, safe, your safest bet. If you can't find organic, ask the butcher at your grocery store where the products, what, whether their products contain the gunk. Um, and I, I, I heard a story about somebody doing that at a grocery store, uh, and it went really good. And it, it turned out the whole entire pe- – everybody standing around was involved in the conversation. And this was back when this pink slime factor came out. We just started uh, – actually, this week was our first, um, our first voyage to a local butcher to get our meat this week. Uh, and I can thank Salty for that because we had a burger at his house last week. That blew my mind, and it was from this butcher. It was all natural, organic. It had the best flavor of a burger I've had in the longest, longest time. 
Uh, I just couldn't believe how good this burger was. Uh, so if you got a butcher near you, go to them. Get your meat there. It makes a big, big difference. Even deli meat they have there, cheeses. Um, honey, you want to talk about your experience? <laughs> talk about the positive of your experience today. Okay. Oh, I can't talk about the negatives? No, let's go with the positive. I got yelled at a lot. It was a German butcher. And the minute I walked in, they were packed. And it's probably because it was, you know, a Super Bowl Sunday coming into that whole thing. What's that? But, uh, yeah, I know, really. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I didn't know you were supposed to take a number when you get in there. Hey, lady, you, hello, 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 hello. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You know, I got a number. But anyways, you know, I got in line and it was fun. It was pretty cool. You can get everything. It's like a little one-stop shop for everything. You know, I got lunch meat and cheeses. I got yummy cheeses and and then of course today of stuff. And then, of course, today she went to the produce stand to get our vegetables. See, we, we were trying the best that we can. Um, and actually, it's cheaper, too, you found. Uh, most of the meat you said, except for uh, what was the one thing that was pricier than normal? The cheese was ridiculous. It was so, like twelve ninety nine a pound, and well, that just means much. it's good for you, though. And that that would be yeah. why, unfortunately. Um, so there we go with that. Now um, we're going to continue with with meats and things like that. Uh, the second thing that they bring up as in the nine nastiest things in your supermarket would be vet meds in your beef. Uh, the gross factor here: hankering for a burger besides. A hefty dose of protein, a 2010 report from the United States Department of Agriculture found your beef could also harbor veterinarian drugs like antibiotics, ivermectin, and animal wormer linked to neurological damage in humans, and, and fluxin, an anti-inflammatory that can cause kidney damage, stomach and col- colon ulcers, and blood in the stool of humans. Still hungry? We didn't think so. Um, eat this instead. Of course, again, we're going to go look for... Um, local beef from grass-fed people uh, or from grass-fed fed beef operations. Uh, you want to make sure they rotate the animals um, and, and just everything is well taken care of. And they don't use these hormones or these drugs um, to treat their animals because you don't want it. It gets in the meat. And remember, meat is muscle. So anything that they eat and they're going to use it to build their muscle, it's going to end up in there. So keep that in mind when you're eating your meat or buying your meat. Go ahead, Dave. It's- it's like those. Uh, remember the bees that were at the uh, close to the M M&M and M plant, and they were at, mm. they had the multicolored honey. Yep, because nope. of what they eat. Yeah, exactly. It just goes right in for humans too, man. You are what you eat. So, uh, you know, think about what you're eating. Think about yeah, what. But you're... I, I don't know how I taste. <laughs> I don't want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I was halfway through that statement before I realized uh, that could go sideways. Yeah. <laughs> or. <it> could... <laughs> Or it could become a drop later on. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one, <clears throat> the next factor in your not, or the next thing in your list of nine nastiest things at your supermarket, heavy metal oatmeal. Uh, the gross factor here, <laughs> sugary and calorie laden, those convenient instant oatmeal packages all have one thing in common. They're sweetened with high fructose corn syrup, which according to tests from Institute's Institute for Agriculture and trade policy may be contaminated with mercury. Yes, we have more mercury added. See, and, and that when, was found in Wheaties just this past year, too. Yeah, and, and you know, people argue about, uh, you know, you have full, uh, the Marisol and, and mercury in your vaccine shots. And they go, oh, but it's just a little mercury. It's no big deal. All right, well, first of all, vaccine-wise, um, it's, it's getting injected into your bloodstream. It goes past your uh, brain-blood barrier, and it goes straight into your brain. So it's not okay. Plus, then we're eating 
this product also. Uh, it's naturally found in tuna. Um, so, yeah, you're going to eat mercury. Your body can consume mercury in that fashion a little better than it can via a, a intravenous uh, injection. So you, you don't want mercury in, in your foods. Um, but, of course, like I said, there are some things that naturally come with mercury. <clears throat> uh, so instead of, uh, instead of eating these, these, these instant oatmeals and things like that, you know what, do it the old-fashioned way. Cook it slow. Take the time. Get the good stuff. Don't buy the instant stuff. It's no good for you. <clears throat> uh, I love this one. Filthy shrimp. Uh, do you like shrimp, Dave? Do you eat shrimp? I don't eat any seafood. You don't eat any seafood? Nope. Wow, neither did Lexi till we got together, really. There was like one or two things. Yeah, it was like shrimp and Scallop. crab and scallops. Yeah. That was about you it. Know, you know there's higher, high le- higher levels of mercury in all fish on the planet now. Yeah, I wonder why that would be. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but there's nothing, no such thing as you know global pollution. Uh, no. Well, you know, mercury is also one of the byproducts that you'll find in uh, chemtrails. <clears throat> just letting you know. <laughs> he's ignoring me. I love when you look at him. He's just staring off into space. I'm not even going to look at you. I'm right not going to look at the camera. I refuse. <laughs> All right, so filthy shrimp. I know I'm such a dick sometimes. Uh, okay, filthy shrimp. The food safety experts refer to refer Faggot. to <laughs> refer to imported shrimp as the dirtiest of the seafood's dirty dozen list, and it's not hard to see why when you consider the common contaminants: antibacteria, antibacteria, antibiotics. <laughs> I, I wanted to say antibacteria, but I, I knew it wasn't antibacteria. Uh, antibiotics. Cleaning chemicals used in in farms <laughs> shrimp pens. I have to stop you. What? <laughs> this guy put filthy trash. <laughs> he put filthy shrimp dot 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 MJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it! Uh, just love it too much. Love it too much. All right. Um, chemicals used in farmed shrimp pens, residue of toxic pesticides banned in the U.S. and pieces of insects less than two percent of all imported seafood is inspected clearly that's a problem so buy local buy all your product american huh mm, that's a shocker uh we're on the gulf yeah grow your own yeah grow, grow your own shrimp grow yeah. your own shrimp really sure you can have a shrimp farm uh, yeah i guess you could have a shrimp farm well th- honestly it's it is tough with shrimp and even here it's really weird at the local grocery store, the shrimp, all of it, um, in the past week when I went up there, is out of Thailand. I'm like, really? Why is it out of Thailand? We live in Florida. <laughs> I mean, uh, but the best places to look for shrimp would be coming out of Maine, the Carolinas. I mean, that's your best bet if you're going to eat shrimp to try to Wait find it out of those locales. What? I don't know. I don't know where you live, but over here in Tarpon Springs, there's shrimp boats that go out there all the time. We're we're on the Gulf, man. <laughs> we're just you know a little south of you, but see, we're big with. Uh, we got a lot more fish here. We got a lot more tarpon and and, and uh, more fish, shall I say? Right. Yeah, just well, technically, you should you should uh, you should eat what's local. And if shrimp ain't local or lobster ain't local, then don't eat it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything coming out of the Gulf right now, to be honest. <laughs> Why are you worried about red tide right now? That and I, I still can't get over the oil spill. I, I still feel like everything's contaminated from that. I don't know. I'm weird. Well, you should be concerned about uh, uh, Japan too, then, because you know we got 
all that radioactive uh, fallout. <laughs> I am concerned about that. Well, that's mainly you know we have we have tunas coming. We have product coming from Japan that's testing high in radiation. So um, you know it's 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 hard to it's hard to know what we're doing to this environment with all these different things we're doing. And, and I'm not against um, nuclear power. Uh, I, I just if you look at where they put all these nuclear power plants, a lot of them are right on fault lines. You know, they're in danger zones or in areas where it really didn't make sense to put them. You know, you could do other other forms of, of energy production in these areas uh, other than um, nuclear. And uh, go ahead. I wasn't going to say. Oh, actually, I was going to make fun of you for saying nuclear. Nuclear. But, uh, nuclear. George Bush says it. So I can't even say it wrong, right? <laughs> nuclear. 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 Right. Nuclear. Nuclear. So anyway, that's not, it's, that's not how it's spelled. But go ahead. Well, that's the how I. It's, she yells at me. Actually, she Lexi finally got me butt broke of, of breakfast. It used to be breakfast. Breakfast. You used to say breakfast. Oh, breakfast. Yeah, breakfast. I was she, like, I really? Can't say are you a NASCAR anymore. driver? Or are you like a real human being? <laughs> it's a Jersey. No, it's from the Northeast because uh, many of Ugh. my friends would say breakfast. breakfast. Oh, I can't stand <laughs> that. <laughs> it's time for breakfast. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So continuing with the article, number five, Marsa in the meat aisle. Again, we're still on meat. <clears throat> the gross factor: hard to treat antibiotic resistant infections are no joke. Super strains like Marsa. MRSA are on Marcia, the yeah, yeah. That's some mm, bad shit, man. they're on the rise, infecting 185,000 people and killing 17,000 annually in the U.S. Though to proliferate on factory farms where antibiotics are overused to boost animal growth. A January 2012 study from Iowa State University found that dangerous orga- organisms wind up mm-hmm. in supermarket meat too. The dangerous MRSA strain lingered in 7% of supermarket pork samples tested. The bacteria died during proper uh, proper cooking, but improper handling could leave you infected. The spike in superbug infection is largely blamed on antibiotic use abuse in factory farms that supply most supermarket meats. Now remember, if you're eating a a meat product that is uh, filled with these antibiotics, you're getting um, some of that into your system also. That antibiotic travels into you uh, just as well um, <laughs> when it's when it's done that way. <clears throat> you two we done? are having a grand old time. On we the are, man. Are, are we you are done? ripping you to shreds in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys got to jump on the chat box, RazRadioLive.com. Go to chat and uh, hang out with Skin us. Biscuits. We're having fun making fun of him. <laughs> Skin Biscuits wants you to say Fukushima. Fukushima. Oh, Fukushima, oh, Fukushima, well, Fukushima. <laughs> I could get that one right out, couldn't I? <laughs> I just couldn't remember the name, though, so thanks, Skin Biscuit. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. Wow, we're all sober and we're having a good time. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> all right, so next we've got uh, pregnancy hormones in a can. And, yes, I do have a caller on the line, so sit tight there, buddy. Um, pregnancy hormones in a can. The gross factor, by bisphenol A, BPA, by bisphenol A. Uh, you've heard me talk about this chemical before. I talked about it on Shannon Burke's show uh, a week or two ago during a, what the hell is that say? Oh, <laughs> Conspiracy Corner. Uh, hmm. Every Tuesday on Radio IO, if you want to check that out. Shannon likes to bust my stones. I, I, I'm i upset because I didn't get to pull the clip of uh, him busting my stones about the Super Bowl because I didn't know who was in it. Yeah, I'll admit it. <laughs> I didn't know who was in the Super Bowl. Sorry. I, I care yeah, more about my family. 
Isn't it the Yankees and the Mets? Something like that, yeah. I thought it was uh, the Phillies and the Eagles. Oh, wait, that's the same t- same state, isn't it? <laughs> All right, <clears throat> the gross factor. Bisphenol A, a chemical that acts like a hormone estrogen in your body, is used to create the epoxy linings of canned food. And this is all canned cans that you buy. Anything with a, that's in a can has this plastic lining in it. <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry. <clears throat> what food processors don't tell you is that the chemical was created over 70 years ago as a drug that was intended to promote healthy pregnancies. Though it was never used as a drug, the food industry saw no problem adding this pregnancy drug to a wide range of products, including canned food lining and plastic containers. Low levels of BPH exposure has been linked to a wide range of adverse health affections, including abnormal... (laughs) I make myself laugh sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Including abnormal development of reproductive organs, behavioral problems in children, cardiovascular disease and metabolic changes that result in altering insulin levels. Hmm, why do we have so many diabetics nowadays, I wonder? Mm. Mm. Uh, which leads to diabetes. <laughs> I guess I should have finished the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, says Sarah Jensen, senior scientist at the National Research Defense Council. And it's used in canned foods in the number one reason why 90% of Americans have it in their bodies. And that's true. Uh, uh, and a lot of people argue, oh, well, you know, it's only released when the bottle's heated up. You know, that's the only way it comes out is, is when that. And I turned to the person that I had this, this discussion with, and I said, well, let me ask you a question. Do those bottles sit in the back of 18-wheelers driving through the summer sun of, of Florida? You don't think that bottle gets heated up sitting in the back of that truck or maybe sitting on the loading dock uh, no, in the sunlight? No, not at all, not at all. No, it would never, you know, <laughs> leach out uh, BPH and, and, you know. Super feminized women and feminized men. I thought it was BPA. Yeah, that too. It is BPA. Okay. It's phenol A. Like yeah. that's what I I, and I always do that. I call it BPH all the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 saying, get it right. Uh, well, I try. Where are we at here? Uh, pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. So obviously, you want to buy your products in glass jars if feasibly possible. Uh, it's hard to do, but if you can do it, do it. We don't really use very many canned vegetables at all. Uh, the only thing we get canned is wax beans, really, and that's I love. Wa- I love my wax beans, um, and I, I can't. They never them. have them fresh. No, it's it's a hard thing to find. It's crazy. Fresh. Yeah. Why? Probably because it's not a real vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. They're probably not real. <laughs> uh, all right. How about moldy berries? Do you have a problem with your berries being moldy, Dave? <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that a, a a band back in the forties? I don't know. Was it? He <laughs> sang doo-wop? <laughs> That would be the 50s, Dave. Uh, sorry. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> All right, moldy berries. The gross factor. If pregnancy hormones in your canned fruit isn't enough to make you turn fresh, consider this. The FDA legally allows up to 60% of canned or frozen blackberries and raspberries to contain mold. Canned fruits and vegetables, vegetable juice are also are allowed to contain up to 15% mold. So the FDA, who's supposed to be out there to protect you from stuff, is allowing mold to be in product sold to you. So that's a lovely thing to think about, isn't it? It's disgusting. It's gross. I don't Ew, want that. it's so gross. It's gross. It's gross. So are this you year? basically saying, like, pretty much everything in the grocery store is filthy? Pretty much. I mean, for the most part. Go ahead, Dave. 
I was going to say, the sooner you guys realize that the, you know, the, the big government agencies are not there to protect you, they're to protect special interest, and that includes 15% mold because the, the company can't figure out a way to get it unmoldy. <laughs> well, that's because they use crap product, GMO product, and uh, they store it for long periods of time and don't handle it properly. Um, this is correct. But then they pay off the FDA, or maybe even um, the head of the FDA might have been one of their chairmen at one time. Or vice versa. You know? No. No, that wouldn't happen. We never see shit like that go down. No. No. No, never. All right. So uh, let's get into We've got 20 minutes here until the top of the hour and Jack Blood joining us. So let's get through this. Again, one article so far in the first hour of the show. Yeah. Well, don't you have a, somebody on the line, too? Yeah, Shifty. I just want to get this last one in, then we'll bring Shifty up. I don't even know if he's there. I'm staring at the ceiling fan right now. So one yeah, he side. does that. Uh, okay. Yeah, he waved. He, he doesn't want me to see his sexy, naked body. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm making fun of him. I don't have his volume turned up either. So, sorry, Shifty. I'm going to tease you while I can't hear you. <laughs> He's probably screaming and yelling at me now. All right. So, last one here. Rocket fuel in lettuce. The gross factor. Lettuce is a great source of antioxidants. And thanks to the great state of California, we can now eat it all year long. However, much of the lettuce grown in California is irrigated, irrigated with water from the Colorado River. According to the Environmental, Environmental Protection Agency, Colorado River... Water is contaminated with low levels of perchiliate. Per, yeah, that word. A compound of rocket fuel known to harm thyroid function. And the perculiate, P-E-R-C-H-L-O. It's P-E-R-C-H-L-O-R-A-T-E. Anybody want to guess that one? Let me see. Nope. Perculorate? No. Perculate? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Perculate can be taken up inside lettuce plants. A separate study from environmental work group found <laughs> that word in 50% of store, store bought winter lettuce samples. So, how do you avoid this wonderful product that I can't say? Uh, let's see. You don't buy from California, it looks like, and only buy in season. Or you can do what Salty did and start your own gardens. One of the best ways to do it. If you guys want to read that article without the laughter and without the... Um, the hard times of speaking go to radsradiolive.com you can find it there anyway let's see what shifty's got to say shifty you there buddy oh uh barely <laughs> oh uh barely <laughs> yeah barely what can we do for you buddy i mean i, I <laughs> listen to you ex-girlfriend i mean i i used to be a part of this show now it's what can we do for you well i figured you know you're <laughs> I figured you're working yourself hard doing your own show. I didn't want, and I know you help out with Kevin's, which you're not doing tomorrow night, or we're not sure yet. Well, you won't be, I'm sure. Um, but you know, I didn't want to, you know, assume that you were going to stick around. We got the guest. You did a whole show, so don't, don't. It's not ex-girlfriend, bro. I, I, I gotta say lot. something though. I was helping Shifty work out his his mixer issues, and he pretty he pretty much came back at like six fifty eight. Like, hey, does this work? Yeah, all right, goodbye. <laughs> and I can't believe he actually put on a two-hour show. It had some issues, but, you know, it was literally a couple minutes before showtime, he had walked back in the door. <laughs> well, I appreciate you finding the uh, the positive in that absolute goat fuck abortion. Uh, that was uh, very nice of you. Yeah, it wasn't a goat fuck abortion. Maybe a, maybe a sheep fuck. 
I mean, <laughs> it was pretty fucking <laughs> bad, dude. There's, there are some changes coming uh, to that show, and uh, uh, I, I did kind of, I, I strategically came in here at the bottom of the first hour so I could uh, hang out for a few minutes and uh, you know do a little bit of uh, radio with uh, my old buddy Sean without having to think about uh, other people and other things. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, I've, I've thought about uh, what happened over the past three hours, and uh, I am at peace with the fact that. Uh, uh, it's not my content, my delivery, or anything of that nature. It is uh, my own uh, ability to enforce, and uh, that will be taken care of. And any of you guys that are listening to that uh, absolute cheap slash goat fuck abortion <laughs> will never have to listen to anything like that again, uh, because uh, uh, drinking is fine, drunking is not, uh, and uh, not participating is not okay. And uh, there's there's going to be some rules, rule changes. <laughs> well, you deal with that over Jeez. there. Yeah, man, not going to hammer Hitler shifty. I think Sorry. you're being a little harsh on yourself, man. I was entertained. Oh, I was pretty irritated, but that's okay. <laughs> Why? That's because silly. I because I have I don't know hey, standards. Like, <laughs> standards. That was yeah, a standard. I, I spandex standards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, and you know I, I will tell you this: it did make me feel very, very good to hear that Sean's after a couple weeks I've been gone. I thought he would, you know, pick up that. Uh, What's that thing called? Uh, uh, Rosetta Stone. He still can't talk. Still can't speak. <laughs> still certainly can't read. And that made me feel a lot better. So thank you for yeah, that, Sean. That'll, that'll never change. I love that about him. <laughs> you don't. You don't have the only shitholes to show. Come on now. Now. Now you did a good job. I'm appreciating what you're doing, Shifty. Keep it up. You'll get it. Just learn to control your room. That's all. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> all right. Nonetheless, so. nonetheless. So, uh, 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 please continue maestro oh can i just say real quick congratulate uh, on a forum that's not crazy congratulations to rg3 okay uh, none of you understand what that means but it's okay <laughs> he plays some kind yeah, of sport i, I think. think it has to do with the super bowl <laughs> he, he won rookie of the year this evening yeah but he's not playing in it though is he no he won rookie of the year for the nfl uh What's which that? is a, a really a big honor uh i what, i'm sorry i don't mean the, to derail your show now runs? what's that uh, dave so did, did he hit the most home runs <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, and sports aren't my big thing. You guys know that. Uh, I will probably have the game on at my parents' house while I'm eating chicken wings, but I won't be paying attention because I don't give a Free shit. Free range chicken wings? Uh, well, mom's cooking them, so probably not. Yeah. Uh, I yell at her. She takes my kid to McDonald's once a month, and they get home, and he has a Happy Meal toy, and I'm like, will you stop taking him to frickin' McDonald's, please? She'll be like, oh, it's only once a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mom, stop taking you know, him to McDonald's. I know you're listening. You know, Sean, uh, you <laughs> told me not long ago that he was taken to McDonald's for the first time, uh, and you were appalled by it. And I was giggling about it, and I went to my wife, and I told her, I said, Sean thinks this. Sean was yelling at somebody because they took him their kid to McDonald's for the first time. Isn't that funny? And she goes, I swear to you, my wife, she looks at me, and she goes, it's not funny at all. It's horrible. <laughs> See, your wife, you got an intelligent woman. Good Damn. choice. Now, I, she's not opposed to feeding it to my kid, but, I mean, she gets oh. uh, your principles. So you, you, uh, <laughs> well, then one. she's not that smart. Sorry, not I'll take bam. that back. <laughs> oh, dude, that was low. That was oh, low. no, you didn't. Oh, no, no you, you didn't. didn't. <laughs> All right. Shit. We're going to move on to a topic now. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um, and you, we'll, this one I think uh, we can have a nice discussion on. Uh, this one came out on... Where's the date? 
uh, I know there's a date here somewhere. There it is. And, of course, it's cut off. Anyway, it came out this past week. Um, Emmanuel to Banks, stop supporting gun makers. Uh, this is Rahm Emanuel from uh, Chicago, the, the uh, mob boss of Chicago. Uh, Chicago's mayor, Rahm Emanuel, is putting more pressure on gun makers to get behind his push for an assault weapons ban and criminal background checks for gun purchases. This time, he wants to go after the bottom line. Emanuel is pushing two major financial institutions to stop their financial backing of gun makers unless those companies support common sense reforms, including requiring criminal background checks on all gun sales. Can you hear my fan all of a sudden? Yeah. No. It, like, kicked on high gear. I was sweating, so I turned it up. I do hear it slightly. Yeah, I was sweating, so I turned it up. I guess I'll turn it back down. Um, Common sense. uh, The mayor is urging the banks to stop lines of credit financing for acquisition and expansion and financial advising. In a letter sent Friday to CEOs of Bank of America, oh, my favorite, and TD Bank, Emanuel said, in the past, the gun industry has stood in opposition to these safety measures, which is bullshit. Uh, They oppose a ban on assault weapons on American streets, oppose a ban on military-style clips, oppose a criminal background check on all gun purchases, and oppose any effort to crack down on criminal gun trafficking, which is funny because the U.S. government has trafficked more guns than anybody else in the world. So it's just funny to hear uh, Rahm Emanuel, uh, Obama's um, ex-advisor, saying these things. Uh, in, in the letter, Emanuel says TD Bank offered a 60 million line of credit to Smith & Wesson, which produces, produces the AR-15. That is the weapon used by James Holm in the Aurora, Colorado theater massacre that killed 12 people, Emanuel wrote. Uh, Emanuel told mm-hmm. CEO Maracena to use your influence to push this company to find common grounds on assault weapons ban and gun background checks. In a separate letter, Emanuel urged Bank of America CEO Brian T. Mahoney to do the same thing with Stern, Ruger, and Company, which has Sturm, Ruger, and Company, which has a $25 million line of credit with the bank. Collectively, we can send a clear and ambiguous message, unambiguous message, to the entire gun industry that investors will no longer finance, financially support companies that support gun violence. So because they want to make a product, they support gun violence. Now, they're not taking these guns and going and finding the crazy people and say, here, go shoot up a school. No, that's not how it works. Guns don't do it. Um, I, I have a, a huge problem with that article. And, and even I've been thinking about it. You know, it isn't gun violence. It's violence. And that somebody uses a gun. Right. To actually, you know, to put that moniker on it is uh, untruthful. It's, you know, it's like partial birth abortions. These people come up with these terms to try partial to... Uh, elicit a, an emotion from somebody and they're actually targeting guns and I think it's uh, I, I, I no they're not they're the not targeting country. guns with that article they're targeting idiots no they're, they're trying to get their buddies the, you know, the government's trying to get Bank of America to stop uh, loaning money to the gun manufacturers so that they in other words they're fucking strong arming the so they don't have to out and out make it illegal, what they're going to do is just make it hard for the gun manufacturers to make guns, which I yeah. think is fucked up because it's those same manufacturers that are making the guns that are sh- that are shipping over to Iraq and Afghanistan that, are, that our boys are using over there. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. I got to get out of this country. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Honduras, here I come. <laughs> Couldn't fucking it's happen just- fast enough, man. Yeah, it, it is sad that, that they're going to use... They're going to use... Uh, this is basically... Um, 
financial terrorism. Uh, if you ask me, it's a form of terrorism. If, if we're gonna if we're gonna go down the government line and talk like the government does, this is well, financial not, terrorism. It's not exactly. financial terrorism. It's financial communism. It's it, it's the government completely controlling uh, the free market society. That well, I mean, it's the government turning off the, the the switch on the free market society. And by the way, just to point something out, uh, the guy with four toes just said he can't run fast enough. Uh, <laughs> and, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it, essentially it's literally just turning off what is now known as a free market society, where you can, uh, you know, and people probably said the same thing about prohibition. Uh, of alcohol, but I mean, this is completely different. We didn't have anything in our constitution that said that we, you know, could have booze. We do have something in our constitution that says that we should have firearms, and this is bullshit. Well, wait, what is wait? What? Wait, back up. The constitution says that all men are created equal and we're free. So we're free to do whatever we want to do with our bodies. So we don't need a document to tell us that you can drink alcohol. You can drink alcohol because you have a conscience and you have the, a brain and the ability to make a decision. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, but I think what, what his message is, is, what Shifty's message is, is that it was so important to make sure that we had guns in this country that the Founding Fathers put it in the documents. They didn't have to put in everything else, you know, because right. we were supposed to be. But, but, you know, that is one major thing that they wanted to make sure because they've already seen that in the past. You know, to disarm the, uh, the population, England. and that's how you take right. it over. Right. Well, we see it. We see it right now. They they've done it in Australia. Shift. I don't know if you know that, but you, all no, you, I do. Oh yeah. All you're going to have is is a bolt action in Australia, and they're moving to take those now, just like yeah. England. Hey, what? do you know that? Because um, England banned guns, I don't know, fourteen, fifteen years ago, and 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 I'm not a hundred percent sure of this, and I I can't remember how long ago that Australia did it, but both countries banned weapons. Because of a massive school shooting. Huh, go figure that one. Imagine. Right. And and we also know that uh, the true uh, crocodile Dundee was gunned down by the government trying to confiscate his guns. Yeah, because of right because of them uh, banning weapons. He he said no, he's not going to do. It. Plus, he was, he happened to be drunk at the time. No. Just so you, just so you guys know, um, there's a, a company uh, here in Sarah's, uh, here in this town that I uh, help out. And uh, the guy that owns it is a uh, a very wealthy 22-year-old German guy. And uh, we were having this discussion the other day. Uh, I don't know what a seduction is, but or I don't know what I said, but I meant discussion. <laughs> um, I, I had no dis seduction with a 22-year-old German man, I promise. Um, oh, good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, we were having this uh, discussion the other day, and he told me that it's the same thing in Germany. It, I, I said, "Well, what would happen if you got, you know, if if you shot a guy who came in your house in Germany?" And he goes, "Well, you wouldn't have a gun in Germany, yep, at all." Well, that's the first thing Hitler did was take the guns. Yeah, but that's still there. Yep, imagine that. And, well, and you know, even in England, if somebody breaks into your house and you stab them, you're going to jail. It's yep. happened. It's kind of like Maryland. Yeah, fuck Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Maryland. Fuck Maryland, man. Yeah, so that really that article really bothered me. I was, uh, I don't know. I I see it as again. I see it as financial terrorism. Shifty, I get your your point with financial co communism, um, but let's call it what it is, and it is terrorism. They're 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 using threats of damage to the company um, by taking their money. And that's terrorism. Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm yeah. going to give you the actual uh, definition. It's the use of violence and intimidation 
in pursuit of political aims. There you go. So if you don't think they're, they're trying to, you know, they have a political agenda and they're using intimidation, yep. this is exactly strong-arming the, the, the industry. Yeah, yeah, they are, and it's a sin. Um, I mean, couldn't you say the same thing about what they did to the tobacco industry then? That Absolutely. that was financial oh, yeah. terrorism. I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing that it's not financial terrorism. What I'm saying is, I, I feel like you can add that definition elsewhere now as well. You can. That's add- all the, the government uh, does. Is it 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 fucks with business? Oh and people. God, I forgot I was playing into your hand with that. <laughs> you should know that you haven't been around for a couple weeks, Shifty. Kind of. Sean, forgot. Sean, I, I, Sean, I want your answer. I don't, I don't want to listen to his answer because I know what his answer, answer is. A- ask me the question again. Uh, couldn't you say that? They did the same thing with tobacco. That I mean, uh, according to that definition, that's essentially what they've done with tobacco. That's essentially what they've done with uh, alcohol, and it's what they're gonna do with marijuana. Yeah, oh, it's what they do with uh, many a different thing. Shifty, anything that they begin to regulate, they're regulating it for a reason. Somebody wants it's this. Uh, you know, I'm smoking e-cigarettes now, and they're trying to make this a tobacco product. Well, I guess it kind of is. Because it, uh, you know, I don't know the ma- the process of making, and I don't know if it's actually nicotine extracted from tobacco. How how the whole process is, but they want to. All they want to do is tax it and make it more expensive, so people don't choose that as an alternative to smoking. So the, the so the big tobacco can continue to make their money. The same thing they did with our rolling machines, which I'm actually happy they did that because, uh, you know, I, I went to the e-cigarette and I quit smoking. But they did they did this months ago. Uh, well, it would have been uh, July. They passed. Wait, when they, go ahead. When, when they banned the machines, that's when you quit smoking as well? Yeah. Yeah, that's when I quit me, smoking. Me too, actually. I wonder, you know, because I really, that's kind of what my plan was, was to wait. And then, as you know, uh, and, and not a lot of people listening, I'm sure, know this, but uh, the legislation was supposed to take uh, a couple years. And a lot of people moved to these roll-your-own machines mm-hmm. because – uh, and Sean, I don't know. Again, I don't know about you, but for me, it was kind of not only a cheaper way, but it was a way to level the playing field so that I felt, you know, so that I was taking in less chemicals uh, other than just the tobacco. So it literally was more like how my grandparents quit smoking. I was going to be able to level the playing field and have it not be awful for me. It was just going to be bad. That and that was our goal too, with going to the the uh, rolling machine. Other than price, I mean, price was a big factor in it, right? But you're but also didn't you talking... kind of feel like you were doing something good for yourself in the long run by getting yourself off of the bullshit chemicals that made it even worse than it was in the '70s to quit smoking? Oh yeah, because you know it's all natural tobacco, so there's there's limited pesticides and, and things like that. The, the paper ha- does not have the um, fire-safe chemical in it, uh, mm-hmm. so you're, you're getting a lot healthier way of killing yourself. Um, and it was it was a big help. We did those for two years, actually. Um, yeah. And we my- quit when they shut the machines down. Well, my question for you is this, though, because what I didn't get to a second ago, um, just because of my own ADD, uh, was that the legislation was supposed to take a couple years, but then all of a sudden, as you might remember... Uh, they went to legislation, and within about three days, bam, these things were shut down. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you did the same thing that I did, but I went and bought like four cartons. Uh, I, I just bought a, a ton of cigarettes. I smoked through those, and I was done. Yeah, no, we, uh, <clears throat> I knew it was coming for a while. The, the shop we went to was really pushing to call your senator and had articles out and everything. And uh, the way they did it was really uh, shifty, shall we say. Um, they went through. Uh-huh. They snuck it in a school bill, in a, in a roads yep. bill intended to uh, help schools get better transportation. 
and they slipped it in that. there and they they added a tax to it to bring it up to the uh to the level that would have made it the same as as uh regular cigarettes as as commercial cigarettes but the nice thing that they've done and a lot of these shops have found a way around it uh what they're doing is they're making clubs and you go in and you 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 sign up for their club and you go in and you use the machine and you're still getting the same price um so it's, if you want to continue to smoke and you want to use that form, it is still available. They, they, they've worked around the legislation. So smart people always figure their way around a nasty legislation. Um, you know, and uh, if you want to check in, you know, I got a Burker Bader out there. He's on the chat box right now, and, and we use the Tornado. Uh, yeah, you can order it online, um, Burker, but you can also find a good uh, tobacco shop um, that sells bowls and bongs and, and e-cigarettes and you can find one there so I'm sure you have those up where you're at because I know where you're at um, so check around you'll find it if not order it online dude it's, it's well worth it uh, and also uh, I haven't been promoting it because of Christmas and stuff but I'm going to get into promoting it this year um, we do have a donation bar on the site uh, you know we pay for all this stuff it's not easy it's not cheap I need some help here and there if you guys have couple bucks you can throw the way go up to the donation button if not don't worry about it keep listening though uh let's uh guys got anything for the end of the hour here because we uh, i want to get off on the break get jack blood dialed up and uh move into that segment shifty why don't you go ahead and wrap up uh if you want to call back in the 11 o'clock and chat with us some more you're more than welcome to oh i'm getting kicked out old girlfriend <laughs> well you want to sit there quietly for an hour while i have an interview no, no, I'm 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 gonna go eat Gee, myself some dinner fun. and cry about my terrible show. <laughs> All right, well, love you, Shifty. Oh, I love you too. Don't hit me, Sean. I don't hate you. All right, uh, yeah. So you guys have a good day. All right, Shifty. We'll much. talk to you soon, buddy. All right, take care, guys. Peace, brother. Dave, you got anything for the wrap up here? Uh, just that Salty is having a field day in the chat room. Field day. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he can always have a lot of fun. He he's uh, I can't wait to have him in studio. Which uh, we're gonna have you in studio soon, correct? Hopefully uh, next week. Yeah. yeah, next week would be awesome. Next week would be awesome. All right, guys, that was the first hour. Quick, yeah, these hours are going by so quick anymore. I, I just. Burrett can go pee now. Yeah, break time, break time. Everybody get their pee on. <laughs> Guys, uh, you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio Live. Um, hey, we got Jack Blood coming up next, and then the third hour we'll start taking some phone calls at 941-421-0401. Um, so stick around. I'm excited to have Jack on. This is my first interview with him. We're going to get to learn who he is and see what's really important to him. So stick around the first 52. We'll be back in a few minutes.
Ruskin from the IntelHub.com. You're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio. Are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast, then they'll start engineering out over the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spraying? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple.
go second hour of the first 52 on raz radio live hope you guys got your uh, your bathroom breaks in during the commercials during the music because uh, we got a long hour ahead of us i don't know who of you out there have ever heard of our next uh, guest jack blood uh, of deadline live deadline um, he used to be a guest on uh, Dangerous Conversation, and he's been a longtime friend of Rob Revere. Jack, do I have you there, buddy? Yeah, you got me. Thanks for having me, Sean. I appreciate you coming on board, man. Uh, I'm very excited to have you on, on here. Um, I listened to you when you were on DC. I've checked some of your, your podcasts out, uh, and I know you're, you're a friend with Rob, who I'm, I'm a close friend with also. Uh, so we got some connections, at least. Uh, I'd like to start out with introducing you to my audience. Um, Give us a little bit of your history of, of um, you know, why you do it. I know you've been doing it for years and years. Um, so I'd like to start there. I'd like to inform you, though, I also have my two co-hosts with me, my lovely wife, Lexi. How you doing, Jack? Hi, Lexi. And Hi. My, my buddy, Four Toad. Uh, okay. <laughs> you, you there, Dave? take your word for that. <laughs> uh, oh, I shut my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> that, there's Four Toad. That's our, that's our buddy, Dave uh, Cunningham, Four Toad Jones. He goes by. So... Okay. Um, Let's get your your uh, let's get your background, your history, and and what brought you to where you're standing today. First, well, hello to your audience, and thanks for having me again on the broadcast. Not much to say, really, and I'm not a guy who talks a lot about myself. So I'll tell you this: I had a very interesting life. I used to do a music show in the '90s, and just I think really a couple of months before 9/11, I switched over to doing a news show, and then 9/11 happened, and I've been really pursuing the truth and and trying to you know, expand the freedoms that we once enjoyed and still kind of do enjoy here in the United States. We try to, I think that our main mission is to get to one person today and have them, you know, wake up a little bit to what's been going on and care what happens in their community and then go out and do something about it. So that's really all we're about. And we try to decode the news while we're doing it and have a little fun, play some music and make it uh, somewhat entertaining, hopefully. And, you know, a lot of people get discouraged. Oh, you know, this is a waste of time. Nobody's listening. But, you know, if you can do that one person and then that one person does another person and then another person, before you know it, you have a couple hundred people that are at least questioning what's going on. Um, We're not going to change people's minds, but we're at least going to inform them with what we can inform them with. Uh, And that's my goal, too. Also, you know, we, we can't change the world. Yeah, I believe we've made a ton of progress in the last 10 years, and it's all around us. The evidence is all around us, and we see it, and it is kind of incremental, but, you know, it it is working. People are talking about important issues, such as, you know, where money comes from and who controls it and why they do that, and, you know, we follow the money in in most instances with our investigations. So, yeah, you know, I think if people thought we were going to save the world and something was going to happen, there was going to be a revolution overnight, and magically we were going to live in utopia, they might have been a little naive. Yeah, much much agreed on that one. Uh, so what's what's top of your plate right now? What what are you most focused on? <laughs> wow, <laughs> I have a I have a crazy life, like I said, and and um, I just posted something about this Bob Menendez scandal about Dominican prostitutes, underage prostitutes. I think this sex slavery, global sex slavery trade, is really something I'm very passionate about. Kind of like the drug war. 
So I spend a lot of time on things like that. I've got a lot of contacts and people that read newspapers in different languages and have connections. And we try to put that together. And we have really been my mind has been blown with this whole investigation we've been doing here, because what we found is that this crosses all political spectrums, the Demopublicans and Republicrats, the media, CEOs. And exploiting these children in the Dominican Republic or in the Congo or, you know, in Libya now or Syria or wherever these refugees are constantly being created, it just makes me sick. So I spent, I've been spending a lot of time on that here just this week. And, um, you know, I mean, every day it's something different. We, we keep pretty busy. Nice. And that's not an uncommon thing. We, we discussed that uh, last week. We had uh, Popeye on and we discussed, um, you know, white slavery and, and how... A lot of uh, DCF is is involved, at least in America here, um, with taking these children and and using them for that exact trade that you're talking about, shipping them even to other countries to be used for that. Uh, I haven't been much up on, I mean, I've seen the story, but I haven't dove into it. So give us the details of, of what you can on that, that you've focused on. Yeah, well, we're still in the middle of an investigation, and I got to be careful, you know, because what I can say could get people in trouble. So, I, you know, I'm gonna just going to encourage people to go to DeadlineLive.info and follow. But even the mainstream media is starting to break on this that, you know, Menendez, like young and new girls, this uh, these resorts down there are run generally by lobbyists. And as we've been checking out their documents and their money, uh, none of it really adds up. So, there's a massive corruption in the Dominican Republic. What's amazing to me is that they share an island with Haiti. So you can see, you know, by going along and, and treating and entertaining the New World Order in the way they do in the Dominican Republic, right. they have a much better time of it than, say, in Haiti. And the same thing happened with this uh, Bush-Clinton collective. That, you know, they went down to save Haiti. It, it hasn't been saved yet, as right. most people might know. Uh, they had a massive earthquake down there, which you know just caused a lot of stress on an already very poor country. And really what ended up happening is they just started exploiting people down there in the same direction. The Clinton Global Initiative, if people haven't looked into it, is really pretty nefarious, even more so than the Bilderberg Group that people do seem to know about and talk about. So, you know, these things are all kind of tying together, and we see people like Rush Limbaugh, as I call him, um, you know, <laughs> El Lushbo. We see him involved in this, potentially, and a number of uh, pretty big names. This could be the biggest scandal since the D.C. Madam scandal, and that got closed down pretty quick. Now, Mendez, Mendez is from Miami, correct? He's a New Jersey senator. New Jersey, but he's connected to Miami somehow. From what I was reading, um, you know, maybe he is Hispanic and there's a big Hispanic constituency down there, but he <laughs> he's supposed to be a New Jersey senator. Yeah. You know how this works. Yeah. They're they're all over the roadmap here. It's amazing what they're doing out there and, and how they do it. I mean, let's let's look at you. You brought up Clinton and the Clinton initiative, but let's look at Clinton this past week with her testimony. Um, you know, what else was I supposed to do? Or, you know, it was just I don't understand how these people can have been able to continue to do what they do lie blatantly to the public like they do and nobody seems to care about it it just boggles my mind that 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 it happens well, like that yeah do people care that you know armed obama killer flying robots are are taking out children right now as we speak because it's halfway across the world or that we're funding al-qaeda to go in and overthrow um, a sovereign country in syria you know, I mean, I realize that, that Assad's probably not the best guy in the world. I, I'm sure I would want to rise up against somebody like that. But when you have foreign fighters and United States-backed, uh, you know, empirical-backed forces coming into your own land, what would you do? I'd stand with the dictator because he's my dictator. 
right. I'd stand with my country yep. against these foreign fighters. But you know, people tend not to be that concerned about it. Now, this whole Benghazi thing, there's a, a version of the story that we've heard, and it seems to make sense, that is not being covered. And that was that Hillary Clinton, as I call her, <laughs> along with the general neocons and um, even people that were backing Mitt Romney for president, let this thing happen or made it happen because it was an attempt and you remember september 11th that day there were riots throughout egypt this started the new unrest in egypt that so-called muslim movie anti-muslim movie was let loose through the cia radio forces in the region and i thought you know before the foreign policy debate they wanted to really wreck obama's foreign policy credentials because i think that what Hillary Clinton and others realize is that the next four years of this guy getting four years, nobody's going to want a Democrat for president. They're not going to want anything to do with anyone that knew Obama or even hear Obama's name in the next few years. And this is setting the stage for Jeb Bush, believe it or not. Speaking of Florida, these guys have been planning to take the White House in 2016. And, you know, you think, well, they'll, people will never go for a Bush. But we said that before Junior came in. So, you know, anything is possible. And, and I really think that might have been what was behind Benghazi and the uprisings that day in the Middle East. And I think Clinton is up to her eyeballs in it. This is why she had that convenient fall and, yeah. and she's been sick and memory loss and all the rest of it. But boy, I got to tell you, man, the, the people really are scared of her. I think Obama's afraid of her. I think a lot of those senators are afraid of her. She is, in my estimation, the new heir apparent to Henry Kissinger. And uh, she has these ambitions to be president. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But um, she'll just go globetrot around the world and threaten, you know, new leaders and dictators and to get them in line. That's that's really what her job has become. And it's fascinating to even contemplate. Well, and what's confusing about this whole thing with her and I don't mean Benghazi, I just mean her in general. You know, Clinton was the president and it's kind of weird that, you know, he just kind of fell off the face of the earth after his presidency and she moved up in the political spectrum the way she did. Um, th- did he do too many things wrong that he couldn't go further, and that's why they went, well, we'll use the wife instead? Is that what the elite were thinking no, with that? No, well, he couldn't be president because he had congressionally or um, constitutionally fulfilled his two terms, so what was he going to do? I mean, and there, were, there was some talk about him becoming Secretary General of the United Nations. He's actually bigger. Again, you should check out the Clinton Global Initiative. I think appropriately, you know, CGI is their acronym because they're, <laughs> they spread illusions and they are an illusion. You look at the, the backers, the members, and, of course, they're out to help the world. What did H.L. Mencken say? The urge to save the world is almost always a false front to control it. He has more power now, maybe even than when he was president with CGI. So he's got Rockefellers and Rothschilds and you know, a lot of the usual suspects and names, some of the biggest corporations. You've got, you know, Google and Microsoft and and um, all the players from all sides of the political spectrum are members and supporters of the Clinton Global Initiative. So I think he's got a pretty big job now. He he definitely went out and did what he could for Obama, though if you listen to him campaign uh, for Obama this last time, Clinton was completely, Hillary Clinton was completely absent during all of that, which I think he's still kind of pissed about. But and what was Clinton doing? He was he was propping himself up about how great things were when he was president, how things could be that great again. And if we elect Obama, we could have the next Bill Clinton. You know, I mean, the guy's really a psychopath. And and this is what they do. But uh, I really hope people it's so easy now to talk about, you know, Bohemian Grove or the Bilderberg Group or the Council on Foreign Relations. I mean, this was all great research 10 years ago, but things 
the names change. Things move on. You know, Blackwater is no longer Blackwater. They're Z Corporation. And, you know, Wackenhut has changed their name. And these people are pretty deft at moving around, uh, changing like chameleons so that they can throw people off their trails. So is, is uh, the uh, Clinton Global Initiative, is that going to be like our next uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation type, type uh, initiative? Is that what they're focusing on? I mean, the way you described it, it sounds like they're going to be going out doing yeah, a lot of the same. It's actually higher than I, that. It's um, it's a global cooperative think tank where they get a lot of money and spread it around. It has a lot of the same characteristics, though, of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, though I think that they would be subordinate uh, to something like CGI. Okay. Well, you, you see these organ, you know, like you said, the CFR was... You know who you'd always look to, to to see the paperwork that they were putting out, and if you wanted to pay to get their their reports and everything, you could. Um, and you're right; you notice that they're they're not getting mentioned as much, and they're falling uh, out of their graces, shall we say? And, and we have to learn these new organizations, and it's hard. I mean, I work a full time job normally. I do this as a as, believe it or not, a stress reliever because um, it allows me to get what's been bothering me all week off or all week out of me. Um, and it's really hard to keep up with all this stuff. Constantly, they're they're always doing something different, always changing their... That's the point. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes it really hard to keep up with it. So I, I'm going to look into that because I haven't looked into that, that organization yet. So I definitely want to see it's, what they're it's all... It's very Fabian socialist. And Bill Clinton, you know, as you know, is a Rhodes Scholar. I don't know how much you know about that, but Cecil Rhodes is the one that set up these roundtable groups like the Royal Institute of International Affairs or the Council on Foreign Relations here in America. Right. And and the Rhodes Scholarship takes a guy like Bill Clinton or Rachel Maddow, for that matter, uh, sends them over to Oxford to be educated in England and um, to be educated in the way of creating global government. And Fabian Socialism, it's pretty famous. It, um, in fact, they were the first ones to coin the term New World Order with George Bernard Shaw and others. And it goes pretty deep. And it connects into really age-old secret societies is really what it is. And they they just do what they think is best for all of us. And I think that they sleep at night. They really believe that what they're doing is good for people. And they're just massive collectivists. So if wiping out a large chunk of us is better for the rest of the world, then they just do that and, and go right to Betty Bye at night. And it doesn't bother their conscience at all if they have one. And that's the, that's the goal here is to make us all subordinate to what Brzezinski called, you know, a few elites unrestrained by traditional values, as we see in um, uh, Senator Menendez here. They don't, they don't have the traditional values that they try to enforce upon the rest of us. So the world is controlled by a few elites. It is completely centralized. And I got to tell you, our research has shown that it's not that they're creating global government. They did. It's already done. Yeah. Agreed. This is already a regional government here. Uh, the United States is um, not even the North American Union. It's gone beyond that and added in a few more countries. And I think that's why we're going to see, and we are seeing, a lot of unrest, political unrest in Central and South America because they want to finish this off as, as at least a regional government container. But economically, politically, we basically are one world government right now. And the people that are going along with the the master's plans, uh, Henry Kissinger's plans, or whoever is the messenger here, you see them, uh, like Muammar Gaddafi and others, being punished. Yeah, the, the, the ones we put in power years ago, the, we're getting rid of them now because uh, they're allowing, they're not following the, the script anymore, I think, is a lot of what we're seeing. 
Um, well, there's there, yeah, but there's some angst at the poker table, you know, with China being pitted against uh, the United States and uh, and Russia as a player here. This geopolitical grand chessboard can be or sound somewhat complicated. What we have to understand is that there's got to be these crises constantly. For instance, the public shootings in, in America, violence in America, violence around the world. These are the peace bringers, the, these uh, saviors that are coming to uh, help us all. And so there always is going to be some geopolitical tension. There's always going to be some racketeering going on. The the um, economic hitmen are very, very busy. And, you know, we see some of the, the moves we've been making here with our military in North Africa, for instance, as a direct cause and effect from China, who is being told one thing and we're being told the other. Remember what uh, David Rockefeller said, you know, in the New York Times, I think it was back in the in the 1970s, that Mao's China was the perfect model. And that's that's what they want for all of us, yeah. really. And and you hear this coming out of the Obama administration and their supporters and sycophants more and more. Right. Why doesn't he just take all the power? Why doesn't he just use his executive power to do whatever he wants? It's better for the people. Right. I mean, why does he have to deal with this pesky do nothing Congress, this do nothing Congress that just passed another 10 or 20,000 laws in the beginning of the new year? I think they've been pretty busy. So that's the illusion. But the the reality is, is that. Economically, we are in one world government now. Uh, the dollar is really the um, the door hinge of all of that, and um, you know they just need the next crisis to move us into electronic, global electronic money. And pretty much, you know, you're either a good slave or a bad slave at that point. If you're a bad slave, you have no money, nowhere to live, you're on no work list, no food list, no travel list, and maybe even no breathe lists. So what do you think the next step is? I mean, we're seeing the shootings. We're seeing this whole gun thing here in America. Uh, we're seeing, you know, we're supporting al-Qaeda in, in, in Syria, but then in Malay, we're going after them and saying they're the bad guys, um, keeping everybody confused as who the real bad guy is. Uh, and I hope I said that country correctly. Uh, so what do you think the next tragedy or the next big thing we got to watch for is coming around the block? Yeah, well, there's going to be a lot of them. And... You know, one of the things about the public shootings and the gun debates, it's a, you know, kind of a weapon of mass distraction. It it keeps you talking about something, you know, Sandy Hook and what happened at Sandy Hook Elementary School rather than, you know, keeping your eye on the macro, on the bigger picture. So we actually did a lot of predictions, I think, um, in December. I generally do them at the, the end of the year, and I'm seeing a lot of those coming true. And there are specific things that I think are going to happen. Um, but you just never know. Like I said, one of them is to consolidate uh, the Western Hemisphere. So you'll have like, you know, South American springs or or violence or coups or revolutions going on. I know Argentina is in a lot of trouble right now um, on so many different levels. And uh, they've been a thorn in the side of the international bankers and the one worlders here for, you know, the last 10, 20 years. So we're going to see stuff like that certainly we're going to see you know uh, the uptick of of more terrorism that always seems to work mm -hmm. so a lot of the same you know i i don't know if it's it's too much different than what we saw this last year other than hey man they were keeping it cool because it was an election year in 2012 right, so, they might ramp it up it's are off now yeah they might ramp it up really hard this year and we might see a lot more uh false flag i, I know we all are, are always worried about when the next um terrorist strike is going to happen and and where yeah. that terrorist strike and I, i'm saying that i think with it's going to be online i think we're going to see a, a major hacking incident that's going to justify some of the tighter regulations onto the internet and the information cycles they have 
at least according to a lot of the experts you know that we've read and talked to they have the the internet patriot act already written and they just need you know the next internet pearl harbor in order to justify it whether or not that happens this year i don't know but there's going to be enough people are going to die as a result of some kind of um, a monstrous hacking and uh, i think that's gonna that's gonna give them just what they need i mean when you see at sandy hook elementary school 20 dead little children like that you just think who's gonna who's gonna stand in the way right. you know who who will stand in the way same thing with 9-11 i mean a lot of the in fact, I don't think there was one congressman or senator that read the Patriot Act before they signed on to it. So, you know, that's what they need, a body count. And, and the Internet is really the, uh, the biggest problem that the elites have, the controllers have, that we're able to do what we're doing right now, Sean. No, yeah, absolutely. This is their biggest threat. Um, it is really damaging them, what we are doing, uh, what people like us and, and all the other people out there that, that do this. This is... This has been, like you said, the biggest thorn in their side, and it really is causing them issue. Uh, Dave, I saw you kind of making some some expressions and some movements there. So, you got any thought on what Jack just said? Well, talking about the internet and uh, you know them having something ready, and I, I think I do also think that that's going to be the next thing is that there'll be some sort of catastrophic issue, probably coming from China, or at least they'll say it comes from China, and it's going to take people's savings away, and it's going to make people broke, and it's going to get people behind. Because that's, that's the way they seem to do it, is an event happens, they get the populace to go behind it, like this whole gun control shit, um, and then they're going to say, got to clamp down on the internet. Because right now it's all willy-nilly and people are you know getting hurt and people are losing their, their hard-earned money. And then they're going to say, well, all right, let's fix this and then go after China. And I, I believe we're going to go into World War III. I also believe in what Jack says that uh, Jeb Bush is going to be president in 2016. That's a scary thought. That's a real scary thought. And... and, and you know, I agree with the China war thing, but I'm also very concerned with the Russia-Syria-Iran connection. Um, any word on that, Jack? Or, or I'm not. I'm not at all concerned that that we're going to be in a World War III. I think that Russia will take whatever is being offered to them eventually. There's a quid pro quo going on. You know, they didn't stand in the way of Afghanistan or Iraq or Libya or anywhere else. I really just don't expect them to do much, and I think that you know, a lot of the times what we're seeing in the way of Putin being a kind of a good guy or something is disinformation. I, I don't believe it. But I think that, you know, there, hey, there's a NM Rothschild office in Moscow, okay, mm-hmm. for instance, and they're controlling their money. They're controlling the price of oil. If oil goes down to $30 a barrel, I mean, it kills Russia, really hurts them. So these are some of the promises that they get in order to stand by, abstain, not vote, not get involved. Mm-hmm. China is a different story. And, you know, we put enough pressure on them and they could break you know go back and remember you know world war ii well japan attacked pearl harbor and again there's a lot to that that we didn't hear about or know about in in real history okay but they poked them they prodded them they sanctioned them they took their money they came down um, politically on them to such a degree they had no choice right yeah so something like that could happen to china but Look, I mean, you got Maurice Strong over there. He's the Canadian billionaire, the protege, the young discovered protege at 16 years old at the United Nations by David Rockefeller. He's doing David Rockefeller's business over there, I have no doubt. And more than um, not hurting China, I think we're going to keep helping them. That is the perfect model for society. There's a lot going on there. I don't see it. I don't see any of them standing in the way. I do, however, see Syria going down here w- within a matter of weeks, if not sooner. You know, we caught them 
there was a little letter that, that was being written by this uh, English defense company called Britum. And some hacker in Malaysia apparently got into their email. They weren't very careful about storing their emails, and you got in there. And they, they were talking about a false flag, blaming it on Russia, potentially, that, um, that Qatar was in on. And they were going to gas some people. They were going to videotape it all, dress them up as Russians or, or uh, have them speak Russian, <laughs> and try to blame that on Assad ultimately and then that would of course give them the pretext to go in and finish the job like they did in libya so that's actually published on our website busted really red-handed and these security companies these mercenary security companies really are kind of a plausible deniability way for governments and major corporations to go do this nasty business that the jekylls of the world do this wet work and not be connected to it. So even though we caught these guys red-handed and maybe this stopped this from happening and a lot of you know children to be gassed in, in Syria, maybe that's prevented now, but it doesn't really tie back to governments. It just still sits there as if Blackwater was doing it, and then these guys have plausible deniability. Very sneaky, man. Yeah, it is very sneaky, and, and, and it's another form that we've seen in history. People need to, to know their history, and that's exactly what Hitler did in order to go to Poland. They got that crazy guy, they burnt down the Reichstag, and they blamed it on him. And that's how they got the ability to invade into Poland. So they're just following the script that they always follow. Um, it's, a sad, it's a sad thing that we allow... We wouldn't have war with Cuba without the main going down. Right. Um, the Lusitania had to go down before World War II. We had to have you know, the Gulf of Tonkin uh, before Vietnam. Vietnam right. so, you know. There's always something planned to make it happen, and there's always a, a Patriot Act or some kind of act or legislation planned before it happens. And that's why they always roll it out, just like the underwear bomber. And we had um, the body scanners on order prior to the right. event happening. You know, they, they know what they're doing, they're planning it, and they're, they're making their money with it. It's ridiculous. Well, and Kurt Haskell, you know, was on that plane yep. with the underpants bomber. <laughs> yeah, great and man. I've talked with him many a times. He's great and, you know, was called to testify. And I saw that... When this before this article that I just talked about, this Britain company being caught emailing about a false flag attack on Syria, it was printed in the London Daily Mail or uh, was it Daily Mail or the Independent? Well, whatever one it was, a big newspaper in England, didn't matter because they ended up scrubbing it in two days, mainly because they had called Kurt Haskell and he said, uh, and he was talking about it, and they also, I believe, mentioned him in a case where there could be some kind of uh, false flag fire at a TSA station at an airport. <laughs> if I remember. So it's great that he's out there and he saw that. And I think it just shows again that, you know, people are more alert, they're more awake, and they're less likely to trust the, as Bill Hicks called them, the lying and murdering governments of the world. That would be every single government in the world. They're less likely to trust them now. So it's going to be a lot harder to get away with, with something here in the United States or in a, in a major country. Uh, however, that doesn't protect uh, the money, the people, the sovereignty of somewhere like Syria Iran, um, I had predicted there would be a, a deal reached that uh, Obama and uh, the new Secretary of State, uh, <laughs> Skull and Bones, Long Devil John Kerry, would take some kind of a credit for, and I believe they'll be offered something, and it'll look like it's all kind of blown over and wonderful, um, though we never know what Israel's going to do. I think that there could be some peace made. We were one of the only people in 2006 saying there wouldn't be a strike on Iran, and, and still other than, you know, some sabotage and assassinations and the usual business by the usual suspects, there hasn't been. Right, yeah, exactly. And, um, shit, I had a thought and I forgot it. Uh, sorry, I, I wrote, oh, um, 
Yeah, and just this, I think it was yesterday or, or the day before, I read that Obama and the White House are planning to meet with uh, Iran and try to work a deal out. You said it before I even got to say anything about that article I read. Mm, yeah, well, we had predicted that on 12-12-12, uh, that that would happen. And, you know, people say, well, <laughs> what am I, a psychic? No, I, I, I do an incredible amount of reading. I talk to some of the smartest people in the world, and I, I come up with, um, you know, my analysis. It's not always 100% right, though. You know, we predicted Obama a year before he got elected. We predicted both Obama and and uh, Bain to be uh, the nominees in in 2012, a year before it happened. You know, so it's just a lot of times the writing is just so simple to read. If you just look at the wall, there it is, you know. Right. And, and we were talking about these different countries, Russia and everything, and, and something, and I believe this myself personally, and I, I want to make sure I, I share this, is – you know, we deal with the left-right paradigm here in America between the Democrat and the Republican parties. Well, if you put it to a global level, that's kind of what we see with Russia and America or um, Israel and Iran. It's, it's just their left-right to keep us all going. I mean, most of these people are controlled by the same people. They just are working on different uh, departments, shall we say. That's like yeah, well, let me, let me make a point about Iran that a lot of people don't talk about. And I know a lot of people in Iran, they talk to us, they've been on our show, and they really love this country, you know, the, the citizens. They really want to be like us. Mm -hmm. um, they're modern. They, they don't like any, you know, the Sharia law. They can't stand their, the mullahs, the government, the Republican Guard. But the reason I think that, that we're constantly threatening them is that the people, again, are to choose between being invaded again, mm -hmm. uh, overthrown again like they were in 1953, or sticking with the devil that they know. And so it forces them, and this is a lot of the saber-rattling we see coming out of North Korea or some of the Arab countries and Muslim countries, is just that. Um, we hear that, what, Morsi from Egypt is a 9-11 truther? Well, no, he's just saying what his people know and what they want to hear, so it looks like you know, he's on their side. The Pakistan has had the same problem, trying to cater to people who hate Americans, who hate Christians, who hate, you know, uh, all of the empire that's been going on all these years and usury. And then there's a long laundry list down from there. He caters to them, but he deals with us. And we just gave him a bunch of warplanes, uh, Morsi in Egypt. So, look, you know, one of the things that, that we, we get here is that Iran is just being used as kind of a boogeyman and they like it that way and the more we saber rattle from this point of view and threaten iran the more israel does that the more power that ahmadinejad the mullahs and the republican guard have the establishment the more control the more power they have and the more stability they have in iran so we're really helping them by doing this and threatening them if we tried to be friends with them and tried to you know make things a little bit more cool those people would rise up and take them out well yeah and that, and that would be the worst thing that 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 they would want because god forbid you know american citizens realize that and i i was aware of that that and most countries that we attack and and our military is in you know do love us do want to do want to live like we live um you know afghanistan when we invaded afghanistan what was it like 80 percent of the population didn't even know what 9-11 was you know we're in there killing these people over something they apparently were involved with and they don't even know what the hell's going on uh, it's just pitiful that we see and operate the way we operate. Um, 
Yeah, Afghani warlords were turning in chicken farmers and goat herders for a reward so that they could fill up Gitmo and say they caught terrorists. And those are a lot of the people that were in there. If they weren't terrorists when they went in, they might be when they get out. It's their terrorist training. It's a new training center. It's it's sanctioned by the U.S. because they can't allow it to be free and, and moving in, in Afghanistan or, or uh, um, Iraq anymore. they got to control those people and bring them in and train them themselves and make sure they're working the way they want them to. Yeah. Ron Paul has talked a lot about this as blowback. Um, I think it goes deeper than that. It, it's intended. And when we look at documents such as Operation Gladio or two, P2OG, you know, um, not only do we see motives and modus operandi for policy change in these public shootings here in America, which I think some of them are staged and some of them are not, uh, but we also see that effectively in a geopolitical strategy. Yeah, you know, that was a, a good point you brought up there with Operation Gladio. I almost feel like we're in middle of an Operation Gladio here in America. Uh, for people that don't know, that was an operation done in, in Italy um, to get everybody under control there, and it was the same things. They were, they were shooting kids, they were blowing up school buses and, and injuring young people, and that's... Yeah. I, I they feel had like NATO option, also an extension of that in Europe. They had the Salvador option uh, in Iran Contra in Central and South America uh, when that was operating. Actually, one of the field manuals in operation for the Salvador option, and during that time, an Army field manual said that if there aren't any terrorists, then pretend there is one. Then pretend you're one to keep the people on your side. I mean, they just come out and say that. And P2OG is really pretty much an extension of that. The strategy of tension is what they call it, a uh, usual um, you know, Hegelian dialectic speak, problem, reaction, solution. Uh, yeah, that's their favorite way to operate, and they, that's what they do with everything. Nine Eleven was that. Um, Gulf of Tonkin, again, all the things you listed before. It's all done to um, get us to want them to operate and do something specific. And they they make that, that whatever it be, the terrorist attack or the shooting of the kids, and it makes us demand them to do what they want. Yeah, well, and, and it's been used for a long time. And it, I think more people, again, are waking up to that, as well as the phony left-right paradigm. Let's keep in mind that, what, half the people, the voting people in America don't even vote? Yeah. Either because they, they're just disgusted, they just don't care, or we have they don't one, believe we, it's going to make any change, or they vote for a third party, whatever it is. So when you look at somebody like Obama and he says, well, I have the political mandate by the people. I overwhelmingly won the Electoral College in that election, but only 30% of Americans voted for him to, right. to get that win. And you, we have one of them on the line here. Uh, Dave is, a, is actually a volunteerist. He, uh, he really tries to get himself away. He doesn't, doesn't do government anything. He doesn't pay taxes or nothing, right, Dave? That is correct. <laughs> he he really pushes back. I mean, he tries. He even makes biofuel. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that a great movement, and it's it is growing organically. <laughs> even if people don't know what a voluntarist is, it is growing organically, and and the agorism that comes through something that we might see at the pork fest expanding, not just in this country, but in countries that have been hurt, like Greece. Uh, people start bartering and and doing more. You know, here in East Atlanta people grow their own food and yeah, i mean it's um it's really neat to see that people are coming along organically and not because you know al gore is telling them to do it but because it's the right thing to do and they do it the right way which is why again being threatened with sanctions and taxes and everything else to accomplish this goal and getting more government involved is really not the answer yeah so since we've done a lot of political stuff and a lot of uh global politics and things like that let's let's move over to and forte dave's going to hate me for this one let's move over to geoengineering and what your thoughts are on that 
Well, didn't I hear you guys say in the last hour you don't want to talk about chemtrails anymore and, and you're not talking about that? That's just my partner there. He, uh, he believes in geoengineering, but he doesn't believe in chemtrails. How, but can't you just look up and, and see that something is wrong? You know, here in Atlanta, we're one of the main spray points. So let's just say that first of all. I watch them go turn around, come back, turn around, go again. They're not planes just landing and taking off. They're, they're going back and forth. I'm watching them spray. We also, if you go into the case of Frank Olson from Fort Detrick, you know, one of the reasons he was bumped off, and you can read Hank Abarelli's great book, It's a Terrible Mistake, he believes, and it sounds like he has uh, the information that there was chemical spraying going on in France, one of the first... They were actually spraying LSD on cities in France to see how people would react if they could use it for a weapon of war. We recently found out through declassified uh, FOIA requests and documents that in uh, just post-World War II, that in Corpus Christi, the government was spraying people and testing chemicals on them. So they've been doing it for a long time. Um, I just think it's so obvious. And, you know, when you look at films like uh, What in the World Are They Spraying, which I'm in, or Why in the World Are They Spraying, you find the motive, the opportunity, and the chemical evidence. But, I mean, I watch them. I just sit and watch them do it. Oh, yeah. And I got to tell you, boy, um, one of the reasons not to talk about it is, and now you can, but years ago when I was first breaking these stories and we were finding the evidence and we were showing pictures of the planes and the whole nine yards. You know, I, I almost had my house burned down around me. You know, we had people threatening us and um, <laughs> massive infiltrators and hackers coming after us. So it's definitely something somebody doesn't want to get out. And we also found that uh, this guy, McManus, who was working at NASA, was leading the effort to debunk, to go find people talking about it on the Internet. So why, if it's not real and, it's, and it doesn't exist, why are they so adamant about you not talking about it? That's, that's a question. But... Um, uh, geoengineering, is that even the excuse? Is that even why they're spraying? Right. Uh, I, again, this could be multiple benefits. Um, you know, well, that, I know it's expensive. It's black budget. And, and um, you know, they have admitted to geoengineering. We know that. Right. But could it be something else even? I mean, it's so <laughs> there's a lot of research still to do. I'm, I'm sold. Well, that, and that's what I've always said is, is it, it's one of – it, it's more than one thing because most of the time when they do these things, they go with one intention and then they realize there's other things they can do with it. Uh, and I believe that there's three things that they're possible. They, they started out with one thing, which was possibly to, to block out the sun. That's what they. That was our first thought pattern, and this is my my opinion on this. Um, and then they went, oh wait, look at this. This chemical is causing this, this, and this. So then they realize that they're making us sicker as they're spraying, so that they can make some money. So then they also, you know, as they continue to do the spraying, they go, oh, wait, look at the soils changing. Let's get Monsanto over here to make an aluminum-resistant seed. So everybody has to buy their seed from us because nothing else will grow in the soil because we've polluted it so bad. You know, so there's, there's multiple levels I see in, in, geo, in chemtrailing. Okay. Well, there was a document that the Army War College put out years ago called Owning the Weather in 2020. You know, that's not very far away. And I don't know if people thought that they were going to wait till 2019 and a half to, <laughs> to get start. started on this project, but... <laughs> But, you know, there is something called weather wars, and I know there's a weatherman called Scott Stevens that gets into that and scalar weapons and some pretty intense research. Yep. But if you look at why in the world are they spraying, you start getting the picture of there were massive droughts, right, in, in the, you know, Texas and Oklahoma and the middle of the country here about a year or two ago. We got hit by it. It was really, really very scary when you look at your reservoirs, you know, getting drained and 
and people are still out watering their lawns and whatnot. And you wonder if you're going to have water to drink, you know, a month or two down the road. But then, um, you know, so a lot of farmers got put out of business, small farmers, not the big corporate ones. And the next thing you know, we literally caught George Soros, among others, going in and buying up all these farms. And then magically, I mean, you know, right on cue anyway, it started raining again and all this soil was restored and the farmland was rich again. And and again, qui bono, who benefits from all of that? Same thing is if you can, you know, if you don't like Russia or you don't like Libya or you don't like China or whatever, and you're able to, you know, manipulate their weather, then you're able to, you know, control their output of food, and food is a weapon. Uh, water is a weapon, as the United Nations has said. So that's certainly going to be part of it. But, <laughs> you know, look, again, I, I just, they could be, for all I know, poisoning us on purpose, experimenting on us. This could be a depopulation thing. It could be part of, um, of HARP and radar. Could be, you know, one thing I know it doesn't make sense is that if they're trying to, you know, stop warming of the planet you don't spray atlanta in the middle of the winter because what you do is you keep the heat in it doesn't you know what i mean it might block the sun but it also traps the heat into the earth so it almost is um it almost doesn't make sense it almost doesn't add up and i think in some ways i wonder if that's just an excuse the geoengineering to save the planet from global warming is just an excuse as if someday they're going to tell us well, we blew the towers on 9-11 to save people's lives. I mean, we, fi- we have to admit it, finally. <laughs> we did it. But if we hadn't, uh, those things would have leaned over sideways and killed all kinds of people and caused all kinds of damage. You know, we don't need to know about this, but this is what we have to do sometimes. Right, right. We did it because we, there were some structural problems there, and if we didn't bring them down, 100,000 people would have died. So <laughs> the excuse would be, Okay, you caught us. Obviously, we are spraying. This is why we're doing it. And it's almost as if they're putting people out there to keep saying that. Like, it's okay, right. almost. Well, that's you know? what, if you recall, in the beginning of, of uh, what in the world are they spraying, do you have what Griffith even said? You know, they're going to come out and say they're doing this to help us, and it's for, the, for a good cause, and it's, it's to save our lives. Remember him saying that in the beginning? Uh, and that that's really is. Uh, I don't want to bash on chemtrails because there is a lot more to ge- geoengineering. And I know Dave hates when I get in the chemtrail talk. Um, what else is a factor? I mean, you, you, you t- touched on HARP. Um, what, I know HARP, but I'd like to get you to explain. Okay, well, I mean, did you see there's a pretty good clip by Dick Gregory, and he talks about this. And then Prince is later on the Tavis Smiley show, the artist formerly known as Prince. Yep. And he starts talking about it. And then and they play the clip. And what is this goes into all this public shooting stuff and all this violence we're seeing, right? Increased violence in and agitation in the country. Right. He starts talking about. Um, let me get this right. I think it's uh, benzene. No. Yeah, I I'm sorry. I forget it now. Barium? I wish, uh, normally, I'm going to remember that. But there was a chemical that we also did find and trace into some of the spraying. I'm thinking it's benzene, but... Um, benzene or uh, not barium, you're not thinking, right? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, it'll probably just come to me in a second, <laughs> and I have the... People can just go look for the clip, and they'll hear what it is. Manganese, thank you, I, because there's so many different chemicals I'm trying to remember. Manganese is the chemical that... Di- the, the famous comedian Dick Gregory and political leader Dick Gregory, uh, conspiracy theorist Dick Gregory, was talking about, and he's saying, well, you know, what are you putting in the Colt 45? Why, why are people so crazy and so violent? You know, are you... You know, spraying manganese on my house overnight. Well, we've caught them night spraying over here in Atlanta, which again is just, just I've never seen it so bad as when I moved to Atlanta. And then he talks about how there's a manganese plant in Australia. 
where the murder rate is like 10 times the average murder rate of anywhere else in the world. And that this manganese, for whatever reason, makes people extremely agitated and violent. So there could be something to that. You know, creating this, this conflict, this divide and rule tactic that is used both in politics and in the media and even chemically, potentially, would be you know, extremely beneficial to the powers that be. Keeping us divided, keeping us fighting each other, keeping us killing each other in the streets so they got to come protect us and help us is going to benefit them in a multitude of ways. So is that, is that being done on purpose, possibly, or is that just you know, blowback from doing it? Because we know manganese has been found in some of the spraying, right. uh, the samples that have been taken from some of the spraying. So it might not be bath salts that's causing people to eat faces off in Miami. It could be the, the chemtrails could be extreme uh, or even accidental manganese being sprayed on people. Remember, again, you know, Frank Olson knew the, where the bodies were buried. They would go spray an entire town. You, you go look into this, and you'll see that San Francisco was sprayed at one time, and they sprayed LSD in a little town in France to see how people would react. I mean, they do this a lot of times to, to again, I guess, use this for a military application, but... But then again, when you know these people are wicked, crazy eugenicists, you might wonder if it's something deeper. And again, you know, we fight each other, black versus white, uh, rich versus poor, man versus woman, and the, the list goes on. We can see that this is going to benefit the controllers. They have also been wargaming, which is admitted. Um, we, we've seen these urban shield operations all over the country. I know you guys had one in Miami down there, and, and there was one in Austin, Texas, and just the other day there was one in Houston. Uh, Urban Shield is these drills called where, you know, Black Hawk helicopters come in and guys repel off of ropes. They don't tell people it's going to happen. There's live fire shooting in there. What are they drilling for? Well, one of the Army uh, generals admitted that they are wargaming for civil war in this country. Makes you wonder, you know, what's coming? What do they know that's coming that we don't, maybe? Yeah, and they've been training, you know, a lot of these drills they've been doing and a lot of this training over the past few years, uh, sometimes and a, and a lot of the times, um, the, the enemy is American citizens. You know, and they they blatantly list that in their in their um, in their plans in their in their um, manuals. I mean, it's listed right in there. Well, yeah, no, I mean, and, and part of the drills, as we've seen in, in video footage in the past, is to arrest and detain American citizens. And that would be if if there is unrest, um, say there was some kind of a uh, a flu pandemic or a bird flu or whatever they might say that is. You know, and they have to enforce quarantines. This is what they'll do. Yeah, it's it's a scary thought that that's what we're looking at. I I was in the army myself back in the in the late nineties, um, so I did my time, and it was before all. I mean, it was before nine eleven when I served, and we did do different training then than what I'm seeing them do now. And they're blaming it on saying, oh well, you know, we're doing this urban combat in Afghanistan and Iraq and and wherever the hell else we're deciding we're going to go into, and that's uh. And that's why we're doing this training now. It has nothing to do with with the American citizen. But then, why, you know, um, there's drills, videos of drills out there where the people are going, you know, I'm I'm your neighbor, I'm your I'm an American citizen. Please don't do that, you know, like. And they're training, so they'll get used to that, right? right? And they weed out the people they'll know by having the drills. They'll know the people that could stand up and actually do this, or by you know going house to house in Fallujah, they'll know the people that are going to be able to do this kind of a thing, and they weed out the ones that can't. Um, again, but, I, you know, the good news is I know people in National Guards or in State Guards, and they ain't going to do this. They're not. In fact, they'll go fight for the people. So we have a lot of friends in high places 
I think, you know, generally the Achilles heel of the elite of those in power is uh, hubris. They a lot of times think they can get away with a lot more than they actually can. They generally overestimate how easy it is to control the human consciousness, the human psyche. And I think they're in store for a real hard time. Uh, of course, we know maybe this is why, you know, we're seeing getting guns off the street or, or finding, more importantly, where all the guns are. We have seen preemptive attacks in Chicago and in Seattle when they have conferences there, G8 conferences, NATO conferences. They'll go in and start raiding all the local activists and kicking down doors. And, you know, the same thing can happen if they know where the guns are. Uh, I think a lot of this does kind of go together, and I would assume that it scares some people, but I'm I'm not afraid. I just truly believe that that this is going to be a lot harder to do than they think, and they'll be too scared. If they really don't think they can pull something off and really divide this country, have its civil war, end the, the sovereignty of this country, which would be the ultimate goal, they're not going to try it. They're not going to do it. So part of it, we have to remember, is this part of the PSYOP here, Part of the psychological warfare is to keep us scared. So that's our number one defense is not to be afraid of it. And we openly talk about it. Right. And use that fear. You know, if you do develop some fear, use that fear to drive you. I mean, I've got children. I use that fear of what's going on and what they're trying to do. And I direct it towards thinking of my children. And that's what drives me to do the research I do and to to do this radio show and to, to spend nights at a computer just reading articles just so I can I can have an idea of uh, what's going on. You know what I mean? It, it's hard to, to to draw all this in and, and still have a family and run a life. You know, and if, if you really want to make a difference, you have to. You have to figure out how to do all that, and it, it exhausts you. But that's why we do it. We do it because we care. Well, you know, decentralize and repeal. Find a way to decentralize everything around you. Don't pay for, vote for or go along with more centralization, break things down to your most local neighborhood level, power decisions, decisions over life and death, your life and and your money and all the rest of it, and repeal as many laws as you can because all laws are selectively enforced and political in nature. So these are things that we tell people. These are things we could do. I don't think fear is even necessary. In fact, I got to tell you, before I knew about all of this, I I was afraid. Once I knew more of what was going on and how it was working I became less and less afraid and now it's to the point where I just I laugh at it <laughs> so you know you kind of that's have what to. we do on our show and maybe I'm on your show and we sound very serious tonight but if you listen to the Jack Blood show Monday through Friday you'll find we really try to make this funny we try to laugh at it and try to you know take away that power that they think they have over us speaking of your show because we're getting close to the end of the hour here let's uh let's pimp your show your site anything else that you want to really push out i saw you're pushing on shade also on your site there so tell us what what where we can find you where where we can listen to you what time we can listen to you okay well i'm live originally monday through friday 10 o'clock to a.m to 12 o'clock noon on No Agenda Radio. You can go to my site and listen to a variety of, of different methods. Noagendastream.com. That's uh, Adam Curry's network, as uh, some people might know. I think we've got Scott Horton on there, and um, and Bob Tuscan, I believe, is broadcasting over there now. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty cool lineup, uh, getting cooler all the time. But I'm on a variety of stations. I'm also on Roku, on iTunes, uh, TuneIn.com, if you want to listen on your phone. Our archives are edited and posted at DeadlineLive.info. It's all free. Everything we do is free. We only ask that if you like what we're doing, if you find some value in what you're doing, you donate to us a value for value. You vote for the things you like and don't spend money on the things that are ruling you and enslaving you. 
That's voting with your dollars, the most important vote you have, or voting with your wallet, forget dollars. You know, and so that's all we ask. We'll do, we'll go, we'll go to the mat, you know, for you, for, for everybody that we talk to, and, and for all of our listeners. But, um, you know, we, we're trying to stick around here, too, and it's been a pretty good ride for 11, 12 years. I'd like to stay around for another 10 years. Excellent. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we appreciate what you're doing. And uh, one thing I also like to ask is, if you don't mind, I'd like to get a little drop from you to, to do a little promo. You know, this is Jack Blood from DeadlineLive.info. You're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio, um, RazRadioLive.com. That would be great if you wouldn't mind. Right now? Yes, sir. I do them live on air because, uh, you know, we're just a small little operation. <laughs> Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to The First 52 with Sean, Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. Oh, thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Uh, anytime you want to come on or anytime I can give you any kind of help, I'm like I said, I'm a small guy, but I'm there to help any way I can. So please reach out to me. Let me know. Many hands make light work. So thank you to you, your staff there, and uh, you guys are doing a great job. Thanks to your listeners. You guys all stay bold. Mighty Forces will come to your aid. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jack. Have a great evening. Oh, that was a great interview, Dave. What do you think? That was uh, I was one of the better ones, and I, and I think that was the best drop ever. Yeah, oh, yeah, by far. He had a great, clean-sounding system, didn't he? Oh, yeah, oh, you yeah. Could, you can definitely tell he does a full-time show. Guys, make sure you check him out. If you like what you hear, give him a couple bucks if you can. Um, share his articles, get his name out there. Uh, he's a friend of Rob. He's a friend of ours. Um, you know, we always want to support people who who are out there doing the right thing and really trying uh, to make a difference in this world. He's got a lot of good people on that on that channel. He's got uh, Bob. He's got Scott Horton, uh, who I listen to at night when I'm going to sleep uh, on LRN.FM, and uh, that's an amazing cast of characters on that channel. Yeah, they got a good lineup, so um, I'm going to have to start checking out. I didn't know they were on TuneIn. I, I didn't realize that's where Bob was because Bob's, you know, on a couple different places also. It's hard when you got all these people on different places doing different shows on multiple channels. It gets very confusing sometimes for you. <laughs> all right, guys, as usual, it's 11 o'clock. We're going to go into our second break. And when we come back, we'll have some more information. We'll take some phone calls. If you want to join us, you want to hit us up at 941-421-0401, and uh, we'll accept your phone call, and we'll talk about what you want to talk about. Also, don't forget, we're chatting in the chat box. That's at RazRadioLive.com. You join our brand-new chat box that Salty put together. It's working really nice. And uh, I guess we'll have to see what we talk about in the next hour. It should be, uh, you know, the wrap-up hour is always a lot of fun, so we'll talk to you in a few minutes, guys. Past 18, he was waiting for the bus in his army green. Sat down in a booth in a cafe there. Gave his order to a girl with a bow in her hair. He's a little shy, so she give him a smile. And he said, would you mind sitting down for a while and talking to me? I'm feeling a little low. She said, I'm off in an hour and I know where we can go.
game. The Lord's Prayer said in the anthem, sang a man said, folks, would you bow your heads for a list of local Vietnam dead? Listen to the first 52 on Raz Radio.
Hello, hello. Time for hour three of the first 52 on Raz Radio Live. Man, my brain hurts again. I think that's a, I think that's like the second or third interview I've done, and my brain hurts afterwards. Lots of lots of good information, and uh, lots of lots of fun talking to Jack. Dave, you still there, brother? I am still here. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, you know, listen to Jack Blunt. I started to listen to him, I guess, when he was first on Dangerous Conversation. I, I added him to my podcast list. And it's it, it, same thing. It just overwhelms me with information, and I get angry, and uh, I kind of had to back off of him. You know, I, I see what he posts on online and stuff like that. It's just it's it's too much for me. Yeah, when you have somebody giving out such good information, it does. It really it gets your brain hurting. You know, I I used to get like that when I listened to Alex Jones. Um, I don't get like that with him anymore because he's kind of like Frank said a couple weeks ago. I was listening to a rebroadcast of uh, two, I think it was two weeks ago, We had, or three weeks ago, we had uh, Frank Castle on. And he was talking about how when you're waking up, that's some great information, and it's all right. new to you, so it's shocking. And it's, But after you get into it, it's, it's, it's not that it's not good information, but once you get into this, you're pretty much on the same step, if not even ahead of him sometimes when you're really researching heavily. Right. Well, also, for me, I, I'm now taking a different direction. I, I realize that all the governments are fucked up. There's nothing I could do about it. So I'm just I'm focusing on myself, try to get out of you know my position go, and move on and minimize my tax burden. And uh, I, I just, I'm like, sometimes I get so frustrated with what the fuck's going on, it, it freaks me out. And, it, and I, I don't want bad shit in my life anymore. I don't want to feel bad. I'm in a nice place now, and, you know. Cerebrally, and uh, <laughs> cerebrally, cere- yeah. Like my head is, I'm in a good spot with my head. You, you would think I'd be, you know, things would be really bad, you know, considering my position, you know, right. You know, this far away from disability, and I, every day shit hurts. Like I just popped fucking pain pills because I can't sit in this chair any longer. Oh, um, Dave, that's all right. I popped. I overdosed, so I'll be, uh, I'll be feeling fine in, <laughs> oh, <laughs> in a few minutes. Uh, I don't mean overdosed. I took more than the dose that they, they said to take. Uh, now, you know, you, there's other things you can do, which I know you do. Why are you taking pain pills still? Because I have them. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I used to be like that, too, though. i got to be I honest. Sm- I smoked last night. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Right. See, also, when I smoke and sit back down here, um, you know, three minutes later, I'm, an, I'm a complete idiot, you know? <laughs> three minutes later? It was three minutes before you sat down. What I'm saying is, well, you know, completed. if I went out to the kitchen and smoked and then sat back down, I can't have a carry on a conversation when I'm high. Yeah, I know. I Some people can do it. Some people can't. I know. Uh, well, I'm, I, I'm a low-functioning pot smoker, and I like it that way. I enjoy one, maybe two hits. I enjoy the high. You know, I get a little stupid. I enjoy the music. I, I, I start to think crazy things. <laughs> And uh, you know, I enjoy that, and I, I, I specifically do that on purpose. I, I don't smoke all that often, so that when I do smoke, uh, I enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah, well, that must be nice. I, I got to say, that must be nice. Yeah, you'd have to clear out for about six months before you get that way. <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty much, probably. I'm trying to find this article I got here. Uh, it's actually out of uh, a local paper we here have here. It's a weekly magazine that comes out. It's called Waterline. It's a fishing magazine. And a lot of times they'll do uh, gun stuff in it and different things like that. <clears throat> well, really? Hello? Hello? 
What happened? Honey, walk the baby. Hey. Hello? Uh, yeah. Oh, I turned. Yeah. The, the news- What'd you do? <laughs> the newspaper turned my volume yeah, down. Watch that. Goodness. Uh, it's these fucking technical difficulties, man. They, they annoy me. It, the it shit really is. It's getting. It, it wasn't it, even a technical. It wasn't it's a really te- out of line. Now. It wasn't a technical yeah, you, difficulty. Yeah. Well, you got to get that under control. My newspaper slid my slider down. It's a little much. That's all. I, I had the paper resting on the board. Obviously, I can't rest the paper on the board. I'm Obviously, holding. Do you see what you I'm holding shouldn't. in my hand here? I'm holding I a do. newspaper, an actual fucking newspaper. Yeah. You look like do you an see old what's man. in front of me? Do you see what's in front of me? There's no mixer in front of me. Yeah. It's off to the side. That'll never happen to me. Yeah. Well, see, you don't have my to fade. My right here. You don't have to fade between songs and different things. You don't He's have to run to it actively. going to explain to you why now, Dave. Yeah, I have why? to actively <laughs> run my board. I like it right in front of me because I can. I don't have to twist, turn, move, or anything. It's right no, there. Because. You're right, a control right. this freak is your fr- and you have to have everything in your face. <laughs> this is your first strike, Sean. Uh, I get some strikes, don't I? Anyway, <laughs> the uh, the article is uh, Do Guns and... Here we go again. Do Guns and Boats Mix? She loves when I read articles. Yes, they it's do. Like, it's like the entertainment of, of the evening for her. It's the entertainment <laughs> of my life. <laughs> when I read? <laughs> so... Uh, do guns and boats mix? Which they went through this whole article talking about, you know, make sure you understand that you're on a boat, so there's movement, aiming is different, all these, you know, different things that make sense. You know, it's a different environment, so go practice on it. Know how to handle it. Don't leave your gun, you know, on the, the back cushion, how to store it properly on the boat, you know, wrap it in a, a oil-soaked rag, and just different things like that. Then they get in this section. Um... That really caught me off guard as I'm reading it, and, and it just goes to show you the militarization of our country. People don't realize it until you hear this article, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read most of it. I, well, not most of the article. I'm going to start at a certain point where it gets into what I'm talking about, and as I'm reading it, you'll realize why it got my attention like it did. Uh, in a regular motorboat, some, and this is halfway <laughs> through the article. I'm sorry. I didn't even mess anything up yet. <laughs> you said motorboat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I forgot. This is Bubba Army here. Right after I said you have to have everything in your face. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, anyway. In a regular motorboat, similar rules apply as in your vehicle with some slight variances. Once you're outside the limit of, of state water, nine nautical miles off our coast, you're in federal water, and state rules do not apply. In federal and international waters, you can do almost anything you want, short of piracy, shooting at other people or their boats, killing protected marine life, or having a machine gun. Hold on a second. Go ahead. That's that's wrong, because if you were driving through uh, and you were in international waters and you had drugs on board, the DEA will come get you, or the Coast Guard. Well, that is shit true. Happens all, shit happens all the time off the coast of Honduras. I'm like, wait a minute. Whose fucking coast are they guarding? Right, yeah. Well, I, uh, you're right, I, but that's not the, 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 the topic here, so we can get into that after. Let me finish reading it first. Um, machine gun. I warn you, though, that that in this era of drug trafficking, traffics, trafficking piracy, immigration violation, human smuggling, and so on, don't try the patience of the U.S. Coast Guard, Customs, or Border Patrol. Now, see, that's why I wanted you to let me continue. Mm. Um, If you do, you're going to have a very bad experience. If a boat from one of these agencies approaches you, you should hail them on VHF Channel 16. Once you make make contact, they may or may not switch you to another channel. If they intend to board you, follow the directions carefully. As a general rule, they will ask if you have any weapons on board, aboard, and other pertinent questions. 
Unload your weapon and place them in a visible place. Either like, this article is very phallic or it's really late. <laughs> I think it's really late. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Unload your weapon and place them in a visible place like a towel or pad on the deck or in the cabin, away from where everyone is standing. This will also keep them from flying around if the sea conditions are rough. Assemble your people on the, the deck area, uh, usually in the stern where they can be plainly seen. When the boarding party approaches... Approaches. Wait. When the boarding party approaches is not... What? When the boarding party approaches is not usually necessary... It, it That should say it. It's a typo in the article. It's not me. When the boarding party mm-hmm. approaches, it's not u- usually necessary to help them. They are highly trained and usually don't need or want any ropes or assistance. What they really want is to see everyone together in a clear area with their hands in plain sight. This is not a time to be handling guns. If you are are new to this type of boarding, it can be a bit scary and intimidating. Welcome to the world the way it is today. Welcome to the world the way it is today. Once aboard, they will secure the boat and the chief or the man in charge will ask the captain, ask, ask for the captain and tell him what he intends to do. As a distant water fisherman and yacht delivery captain, I have been involved in probably a hundred of these boardings, and as long as nobody does something foolish with a gun, having one on board is no big deal. In local waters, our FWC officers will board you in a similar, though maybe less formal way. They are concerned with safety, drugs, BUI, fishing violations, and other law enforcement concerns. Uh, My friend, Officer Barry Shaw, told me he expects cooperation, and though the law does not require you to tell him you're carrying concealed or have a gun on the boat, he would rather that he knows ahead of time before he boards the boat. Chances are he is going to be going through lockers, coolers, and maybe some compartments. It's better he knows if there's a gun. It's better better he knows if there is a gun is that is... (laughs) Wow, they got some major typos in here. It's late. No, it's not late. It's typos. I'm trying to get the sentence together properly. Nope, it's the magazine. It's better he knew if there is a gun that is one of these... Is that one play? Okay. Officer Shaw also says that in a cabin cruiser type situation, if you have a gun down below, secure it in a compartment secured in a <laughs> compartment locker it is Do not you necessary have a gun down below <laughs> oh god wow honey what it. what is wrong with you Get tonight to the point the point is we've been taken over yes just talk so you awesome. get the point right yeah i know i know so that's the point the point is it's just fear it's just the point is the american government will go anywhere they want whenever they want no matter what is going on <laughs> and it's sad. probably yeah you're it's in, probably a terrible idea to point a gun at an officer that's pulling you over i mean well, that's see, pretty apparent this is, this is why i would have as many arms as they had i would have if i if i well like i couldn't it, let's say i i do move to honduras and i'm able to get machine guns and i'm gonna take a a, a boat trip back i actually can't go back i can't go into state waters with the machine gun but if they fuck it well i would probably be dead <laughs> but that's bullshit, man. That they that they could that they could board your boat and 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 look through your shit, you know. Well, just because I, I would think that it's the same as a car. I, I I would take it the same as a car stop. I mean, you, you have can't to fucking get, look in my car without without uh, permission. 
permission, right? You or can't a warrant come into my my car, right? Or a warrant, but they can come right. on your boat with no no nothing. It sounds like is the way I'm Except, reading. Well, no, you guys you guys go on boats all the time. Have you ever had a had a Coast Guard stop? No, uh-uh. I have. No, and they just come aboard, you know, and oh, I uh, cool they look around and they do whatever the hell they want. They do a quick safety check. Um, Which is but, our reasoning for doing it. Make sure you have your life vests and the kids in a life vest. Yeah, but when you're on the land, you have uh, the Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights. But when you're on the water, you do not. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. But if you're in, if you're in states' water, why wouldn't you still have it? Because you're not on. You're not actually in the country. But it's on the, the state's water. water. And, and 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 the federal government does that because the, the, the Coast Guard's federal. Right. It's Department of Transportation. Well, actually, I think they've moved it now to the Department of Homeland Security. It used to be Department of Transportation. Whatever. They're allowed to uh, do it. And I think that's complete bullshit. And people just, well, whatever. <laughs> everybody everybody just goes along to get along. Nobody gives a shit about anything. Nobody, nobody has the balls to fucking stand up for themselves. And the Aww. reason is because... Don't say they, nobody. Most Not people. a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead. Continue. I'm I'm fucking done. (laughs) I'm fucking done, he says. Hey, guys, don't forget the chat box is going live. Uh, No, I I think that broke. I think Salty broke that thing. No, it's working. It's working. I don't know what you're talking about. You're not in there. It's busy in there right now. I couldn't type anything. No, go back in there. You're not in there. Yeah, everybody's chatting and going along like crazy. crazy. So if you want to join us in the chat box, go to the chat box at razradiolive.com or give us a call. Uh, We'd like a couple phone calls tonight, you know. Tell us what you feel. We Tell need us. some people to get Dave out of his funk mood. Yeah, he's in a bitchy mood tonight. Bitch. Give us a call, 941-421-0401 if you want to join us. Come yell at Dave or something. Or yell at me. Tell me I'm an asshole. You know, uh, You're an asshole. I'm an asshole. <laughs> asshole. Uh, well, assholes, you know, admit when they're an asshole. <laughs> that's, that's the first step of being an asshole is admitting you're an asshole. So... <laughs> <laughs> Sir, fuck? go ahead. Uh, no, I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I turn my... Oh, no, okay. I'm good. Um, let's see here. I've got a couple articles I really want to get to, so let's get to them. How's that sound? ChicagoTribute.com. This was uh, the 23rd of January. Two meter opponents arrested in Naperville, a society of violating one another. Two vocal oppon- opponents of Napaville's initiative to install wireless electronic meters on homes were arrested after interfering with the installation process, according to city officials. Police are accompanying crews this week as they install smart meters at homes that previously sent away installers. Police are... I, sh- I should are have you known you were going to read this one. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Is that an authentic story? This is an authentic yes. story from the ChicagoTribute.com. Stop. Yep. Um, the previous installation attempts were met with some resistance, and we want to ensure our employees are safe. They'd stay the fuck really? off my property if really? I don't want the smart meter. That's how you stay safe. Yeah, why would you come with police force when it's already been noted? I don't want it, and yeah. the other shit works, so why are you worried about it? Nope, exactly. And we we don't have one. We're, nope. one, of, we're one of 178 apartments that don't have a smart meter because I stood my ground and wouldn't take it. Yeah, well, here's the deal. When when you have a private home like that, and I believe it was a private home, right? Two separate people, so I'd have to believe one. It, guess what? I live in an apartment. I was able to 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 keep hold it. on, hold on. When, when you when you own a piece of property, 
or house, I think you grant them right of way access, and then they could they could upgrade. So, I, I'd ha- you'd have to look into your agreement when when you sign up for electricity. But there might be a, a legal standing for them doing that. I think it's total bullshit. But you know that's what happens when you contract with you know these companies. You should make your own power too. Well, yeah, that's the one nice thing about here in Charlotte County. Our uh, county commissioners actually made it a law or a rule or whatever the commissioners do in your county that um, required um, FPL to give us the ability to choose or not. Uh, so we were allowed to choose. We actually got a, a letter or a card saying, you know, we'll be installing it, blah, blah, blah. If, if you have any questions or concerns, please call us. So uh, it, it's, it, it's, it, it's insulting that, that we're doing this. So let me continue this. Let's get through this whole one here. Uh, Naperville has installed smart meters on 57,000 homes and is about 99% through with the process. Officials have said the project will make the electric system more reliable and efficient to re- and reduce costs. However, the Napa, Napa Valley Smart Meter Awareness Group has expressed concern over whether the wireless meters will affect health, security, and privacy. The group has a federal lawsuit pending against the city. The two women arrested Wednesday are leaders of the group. Molly Kim Bendis of the 2200 block of Mercer Court was charged with two misdemeanors, attempted eavesdropping and resisting a peace officer. So, that doesn't even make sense. Attempted eavesdropping? They make the shit up. They pull you and they arrest you, and chances are she's going to, they're going to have the charges dropped. Oh, here we go. They must have, they must have a law or or, uh, an easement like you were talking Mm-hmm. I've got here a Jennifer Stahl of the 1400 block of Westling Drive received two ordinance violation citations, interfering with a, peace off- a police officer and preventing access to customer premise. So she got charged with preventing access to her own property. Yep. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Where is a, this? It's, because it's, I'll never go there. Oh, Chicago. We will never live in Chicago Ugh. anyway. Don't worry. Yeah, this is we'll As never. If live. they couldn't have anything else wrong with them, <laughs> I know, right? Right. <laughs> so Stala, Stala, who was released from custody about four thirty p.m., said she was refused. Uh, she said when she refused a smart meter, installers accompanied by police cut the bicycle lock she had placed on her fence and entered her backyard. She then stood in the front of her electric meter and refused to move. So. They broke and entered onto her property. Mm, not, not, not the way they see it. Not see, the way you they see know. It. Notice, notice that happens in a city where there's no guns. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you know, because 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 if that happened down here in Florida, there'd be some shooting going on. Yeah, there'd be problems. Yeah, I, I think I read a story about. Um, I wish I would have pulled this one. It was about a week ago, also, and uh, it was a lady that used a gun to get the meter guy off her property. I'll have to see if you can find it while you're sitting there while I finish reading this. No, I got 15 different tabs going. So. <laughs> you're like, me, you're as bad as I am. I'm, and I'm probably not going to even talk about any of them. <laughs> well, I'll finish this one, and then we'll let you do one. Um, let's see here. It was, forced, it was forced on my house today, she said. It was it was really a violation. I I violated something, but I've been violated too, so I guess we're now in a society of violating one another. The city, which has repeatedly declared the wireless meters to be safe, offers a non-wireless alternative meter to residents with concern. There is a $68.35 initial fee for a non-wireless meter, plus a 
seventy-five monthly fee for manually reading it. Wow, they're really pushing you into this, and they don't charge me for manually reading. So, uh, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, that's true. Not yet. Uh, Stahl said residents who want a non-wireless meter should not have to pay for it and said she represents other homeowners who are not able to continue to refuse a wireless meter installation. I have not done the work of attempting to educate the community and advocates for the right of anybody in Naperville to refuse a smart meter just to stand off to the side, she said. So, it's a sad thing. Yeah, it's a sad thing. We don't have a smart meter. We won't have a smart meter. So Yeah, all right. So let me ask you a question. What are you afraid of the smart meter for? A couple different concerns. One of them, obviously, I can't address 100% because I've got seven other build, uh, apartments in my building. So the one is the wireless radiation. Where is that coming from? Wait a minute. Isn't your wireless router about two and a half feet above your head? Uh, yeah, it's off to my left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to move it from underneath my bed, though, so that was, you know, an intelligent yeah, you see, move. Look, you seen the picture? Yeah, I see yours back there. Mine's right there. You know what's on top of it? Your FM transmitter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the reason. Yeah, that could be part of it. Uh, but, yeah, part of it is is um, the poisoning that you get from oh, too much electronic activity around you. I mean, we've got more than enough in our, our homes anymore between the computers, the TVs, the cell phones, then we're going to add these wireless routers, which we all have, and then we're going to add these wireless electric boxes on the outside of our house. So that's my first concern, is just the continued poisoning that we're getting of this electrical field, which isn't good for the body. Um, And then, of course, there's privacy concerns. How can they track what you're doing in your house with these meters? How can they read the algorithm of the electric current coming from your house. Apparently, it's believed they've developed the ability to to read the uh, the algorithm of the of the current of the electricity, and they can tell what you're doing in your house, how many TVs you have on, how often you do laundry, how long you leave your computer on. Everything. You really, you really believe that there's an algorithm when it comes to electrical current? Yes, I think yes. everything uses a different amount of current, so they've they they can figure out. Um, whether it's a computer or a TV, based on how the current is flowing through it. I do believe that. Obviously, yeah, well, you don't. Yeah, they, there's a current draw, and they can assume that, all right, at this time, it's, it's, it's the, uh, you know, this is the kind of draw that's typical of a, uh, of a washing machine or a dryer and a refrigerator compressor kicking on. But, you know, they why, already know that. Why do you think they're destroying all... Why were they changing them out for new ones when the old ones were working? So they don't have to send a guy uh, to go read the meter. The cost of putting those together and installing them is far greater than just going ahead and paying the employee costs over the numbers of years. Well, I would probably beg to differ. It would take uh, at least a decade, a decade and a half to make up for the payroll. Probably not. Um, No. And I'm not not for them at all. I'm just always asking why you guys against them. why would you be against them? I don't like the fact that you know what bothers me about them is that if they have the ability to turn it down uh, when power is getting with a draw, you know, let's say there's a heat wave down here and everybody's got their air conditioning's on right. and they need to they need to lower yours because you know Macy's needs it. Right. Well, and that's another issue that's Ugh. involved with that. And yeah. and you know, down here in Florida, we have the um, what are those things called that we have? Uh, shit. Uh, we have a box that people can elect to have 
installed. I can't remember the name of it right now. And what it does is usually they put it on things like your your pool pump or your air conditioner or your hot water heater. Kilowatt. Well, no, they can actually kill. No, no, no. If, oh, okay. I thought you were looking at that. You could monitor. No, 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 no. This, this, they monitor, and mm-hmm. you, you voluntarily accept it, and you get a little discount on your your electric bill for having it. And voluntarily. Voluntarily. And what they voluntarily. can do. Voluntarily. What they Remember, can do. Keyword. Well, but the smart meter is not voluntarily, and this was the first step into the smart meter because what they can do is just like you said. In the middle of the summer, you'll go out and your pool won't be running. Or maybe your air conditioner isn't running because that's where you have it. Because they go in and they go, oh, high usage, we need some extra power, and they shut it off. And we have that here in Florida prior to the smart meter. I don't know if you're aware of that. Maybe you're, maybe you're electric company because I know you're on a different one than I am because I'm FPL. I think you're something else. Tico. Yeah, that, which is a fucking ripoff from what I understand. I know somebody who lives in Jacksonville has a whole other electric company, and their bills are... Oh, my God. JPL? Yeah, JPL is horrible from what I get. But, yeah, we have FPL, which, I mean, honestly, they're not too bad uh, rate-wise and and different things like that. But the smart meter is just not something I want in my house. I just don't want it. Yeah, well, get yourself a... A GEC gasifier, some wood, and you never have to... uh worry about power again i want i want uh, um, uh solar panels when we get a house that's gonna be one of the first things the only problem with that though is and i don't know how it is here in florida and in, in our county but a lot of places if you install solar panels you're before they will give you the permission to to activate them you have to tap into the to the city line or the county line or the the, the state line and share back and you'll get a you'll get money for, you don't have to do that you no, don't have to grid tie your, your, your stuff. You could actually cut the cord. You could build a house and not have uh, power If at, you, at all. You have to get a building permit, and this is where it all goes in the line. You have to get a building mm-hmm. permit to install solar panels. They will not approve it until it's tied in in some areas. That's been that's happened hundreds of times. You can look it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 not your property. Why are you see? making disapproving grunting noises? <laughs> like he made that up. <laughs> I wasn't making noises. Oh, I was I was more or less like mm. thinking fucking government. Mm. You know, you think you own a piece of property and you can't. You have to get permitted to do something. You need permission. Oh, please, Mister Government, please, Savior, can I please put something on my house? Okay, well, oh, let's okay. go build a little me. thatch hut with solar panels and be done with it. They would be happy with that. I know. Honduras. I'm with you. <laughs> no, no permits in Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I love my country. I'd rather stand up and die in it and fighting for it than just run away. Love my country. Hate my government. Yep. Yeah. Well, and nothing's, it's not going to change. It's uh, not going to get any better, man. You know, it, it, it's, it's only going to get worse because that's, that's, that's the way politicians are. Debbie Downer you know, here. They have to show that, that, they're, that they're doing something and they make more and more laws. You know, my son has become a criminal in the, in in the January sixteenth. You know, because of the the legal weapons he bought, you know, three months earlier, because it has the ten round magazine, he became a criminal. How's he handling? Actually, that? I should I, I shouldn't say that on the air because <laughs> what he did was he gave them to me for Christmas. Oh, did he? those guns are now mine. Oh, so they're down here now. Not yet. <laughs> 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 <Anyway>. <laughs> Yeah, so, and that's a whole nother. I don't want to get back into guns again. Yeah, let's... Yeah, I... No. No. Sorry. 
right. So well, tell well, me what are you. Show you oh, let's, yeah, tell me one of the ones you got right. there. Uh, I'm going to go back to this one here. Uh, fuck, all my tabs are going slow. That's because you got 15 all right, of them well, open. Go, yeah, I, got, I do have a bunch of them open. And I've been open for four hours. But uh, in Missouri, um, the state came in and closed down a, a dairy farm where it actually took 32 tons of cheese because it was natural cheese. It was not pasteurized. And uh, apparently in Missouri, it's actually here it is at the very bottom. It says it's illegal to sell raw milk within Kansas and Missouri. Do you believe that shit? Yeah. That's another thing. You can't do what you want to do, man. You know, these, the, the guy's been in business 30 years. And nobody's been sick, and nobody's complained. But yet, the, the government took a sample and said, well, it has a, we found, we tested it, it has a listeria in it, which is bullshit. They're, they, just, they're just using the fucking bullshit and closing down another fucking business. Well, this isn't the first time this has happened. This has been going on for years with, this, with the whole milk, uh, the raw milk, shall we call it, which is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a group up in, I want to say Pennsylvania, uh, who did a big protest over the summer. They went and raw bought... Milk, raw Milk Raiders, I think they're so, called? Yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. And they went and, and bought uh, milk over and brought it over state lines as a protest and brought it down to D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in California, and uh, or in the West Coast somewhere, maybe it's not California, I think it is, though, Yep. Um, Rawsome Foods. Rawsome Foods got raided, and that was May or June, I believe. More than once. Yeah. With guns. Multiple with times. guns drawn. Yeah. For fucking raw milk. For milk and guns cheese. drawn. And then they have the, the starving homeless people down the street as they pour the, the milk down the drain in the gutter. You know, so. They're fucking ridiculous. A, a, and they don't want you to have it because it's good for you. It's healthy for you. It's, it's well, not. whatever it happens to be, man, it's the it's the control that bothers me. I don't give a shit whether they think it's fucking good for me or not. It's the fact that they want to control me, and uh, you don't want to be controlled. Tell it, Dave. Say it like it is, Dave. You will not be controlled. Damn it! I will not. <laughs> Live free or die, man. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I think there should be. I think we should get together a national day of civil disobedience, and. Uh, I don't know what day it would be or how I can get this going nationwide, but just a day that, you know, that you do something that, you know, that's fuck you. You know, I'm doing it. Like, drive around with your out your seatbelt uh, <laughs> or, or smoke pot outside or, or, you know, whatever the fuck it happens to be. It doesn't even have to be outside. And just be like, fuck you. I'm doing what I want to do. This is my life. I'm a free person, you know. And then when people start to get used to that once a year, yeah, I'm going to do this this one day. You know, like 420, everybody, I bet you there's a lot more pot smokers on 420 than there are. I mean, shit, even I, you know, I don't think I've missed a 420 in 10 years. Um, <laughs> I haven't missed a 420 ever. I, I don't I don't think I... Uh, well, yeah, but you, you, we have different pot smoking habits. <laughs> oh, stop. I, I don't do I was, things like that. I, Come on now. Anyway, I would never I do anything I think we should like have that. a day of di- civil disability. Uh, civil disability? <laughs> you're you're disabled every day, Dave. Come on. <laughs> it's th- those pills are kicking in. <laughs> Uh, Love the yeah. last hour of the first 52. It's always a lot of fun. <laughs> I think we should go long. I'm having fun. They were talking like this. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you want me to try to read an article? Louder. <laughs> 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 probably do better than I would. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. 
Uh, all right, this is a fun one that I that that enjoy your pizza, uh, salty. It's off of uh, NPR, and it says, "When crime pays, prison can teach some to be better criminals." And I don't really feel like reading this, but basically, uh, I'll tell you the headline, but then figure out what it says after that. The, the gist of it is that they've actually done studies and they've asked people post um, jail term time there and you know they they asked them in ways that you know look you're not going to get in trouble for this but it turns out that on average a person can make roughly eleven thousand dollars more illegally from spending time in prison versus a person who does not spend time in prison i've heard this time and time again and actually if you scroll down and look at the comments got one guy says i was 22 years old was arrested for drunk driving and blah 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 i wasn't able to get bail cook county jail in illinois and in the first three days he was able to field test a dime with a wet piece of toilet paper to check for flaws, tell if an oriental rug is worth rolling up and stealing, and if it is, who to call and uh, negotiate a price before he stole the fucking thing, hotwire a home or business alarm, and slim jim and hotwire a car and find a fence late at night. That's three days in jail. <laughs> Wait, the first for, one. For DUI. Repeat and the first one. Gun. Repeat the first one for me. I, I didn't get the toilet paper thing. Field test a diamond with a wet piece of toilet paper to check for flaws. Field test a diamond. Right. If you're if if you're out if you're stealing a diamond or if or, or if you're fencing a diamond, whatever it happens to be, you want to test it for flaws. And you can. You, I'm so I'm sure they don't have a you know a monocle and uh, or, or a jeweler's loop where they could figure that out. So they just put. It, I I don't know how to do it. I was going to ask you. Do you know how to field test a diamond? For it doesn't say here. Hmm. I have <laughs> Remember, to look that one up. It's in the uh, it's in the uh, the comments the anyway. comments section. Yeah, that's kind so, of interesting. So here here's the deal. You know, I read this story and I was like, wow, man. You know, prison is not a place where people rehabilitate because you know people come out and they do the same shit over again. Right. Uh, some sometimes, and the ones that are in there, they're learning how to be better criminals. So the you know people want to do good things, and they and and it, we got to realize that. It def- most things defy conventional wisdom. Putting him in prison is obviously not the right thing to do, you know. Well, for most people. Well, yeah, because fifty-one percent of the fucking people that are in jail are non-violent, non-violent uh, offenders. Drug offenses. Yeah, non- non-violent offenders don't belong in there. Uh, victimless crimes don't belong in a prison. I'm sorry. Uh, no victim, no crime. Yeah. Uh, if there's a victim, and and people go, well, what about the the bankers? Well, there's a victim there, you know. There's a victim in the banking scheme. Somebody should be in jail for that stuff. Well, no, it's like a good buddy of ours, and she babysits for her kid. And granted, she can be a little bit flighty. A little she, bit. She she got a ticket because her she she got a ticket for speeding. She couldn't afford to pay it. She lost her job at like the exact same time. And then she's driving around, didn't realize her license was suspended, got pulled over again on the same road speeding. They took her to jail for driving on a suspended license and not paying Happened her, to me. Not paying to me her too. fine. And it's like, this little girl, she's crying, freaked out. She's in there with, like, hookers and drug addicts. And she's like, what's going on? You know? Like, that's wrong. And like, nobody- why would you take somebody to jail for that? Be like, you need to pay your shit. And nobody but there don't take them to jail. But nobody there, the hookers and the drug addicts shouldn't have been there either, really, unless they had done Not really. a crime. No. Like they hurt haven't somebody. committed actual crimes. She came across maybe one or two people once she finally went to court in order to get out because she couldn't afford to get out. 
once she was in. So she had to stick there until she went to court. She was there for, what, a week? The, for not yeah, paying a like traffic that. fine? That, yeah, that was the Come one that... Come on! That was the one that when we went up to D.C. for the... Uh, was that for the... No, that was in May. We went up to do Dangerous Conversation, and, and we were talking about the camel toe pants girl. That's when uh, uh, mm. What's-His-Face came up with that, and that, yeah. that was her. That that, that was the uh, incident, and Poor that was thing. the time of it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's <clears throat> we see things like this constantly, and it's, it's just getting to be too much. Oh, I know what I wanted to share with you, Dave. Uh, I, I played this on DC or on um, Shannon Burke's show the other day. Have you heard the... Uh, the PSA by the sheriff. Oh, where he says he's not going to uh, uh, do the weapons thing, the federal weapons ban? No, 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 no. This is totally different. Let me, uh, let me play this one here for you. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Now, that we should be hearing from every sheriff in this country. Well, to be honest with you, that should be common knowledge. You know, you got to go by the thing that, you know, when seconds count, police are only minutes away. You have to take care of your own safety, you know, despite what Brad Friedman might think. Um, well, and I, actually, I wanted to I say, I wanted to say while, while Jack was on, Brad was listening. So he might still be listening, Dave. So we might have to get you guys in a, in a little no, match. No, up. no, 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 no. It's, 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 it's a movable object. That whole thing with, you know, neither one of us are going to budge. So. <laughs> He actually was was looking for a story, and I, I told him a story how I used my gun, and you know because I have a uh, a nine millimeter with sixteen round clip in it, and it's semi automatic. And he's like, "Well, another gun wouldn't you know have looked that you know threatening." I was like, "I didn't buy a gun for looks. I bought a gun to protect myself." And it was you know it was four people that I that I thought were coming at, coming into my house, you know. So I'm glad I had the one gun. Which I had, I had another clip in my pocket. I had fucking uh, thirty rounds of ammunition. 30. I could have shot them and everybody else in the block. Thir- thirty-two rounds, maybe thirty-four, I, thirty-three if you had one in the chamber. No, I, I don't keep them in the chamber, and I don't keep sixteen rounds. I only keep fifteen rounds in there because it squishes the spring too much and prones to a uh, jamming. It, it might uh, jam. Yeah, that, that weakens the spring. I feel so all, all my guns have one less bullet in it that should have. And you don't keep one in the chamber. Uh, the carry weapon, I keep one in the chamber. Oh, okay. I was going to say. The 9 millimeter doesn't have a safety on it, so I don't keep one in the chamber. Well, that would make sense, I guess, yeah. You know, you don't, you don't want to have a, a chambered live round, I guess, with no safety. I did. I used to I used to keep... I have uh, a gun... I used to have a gun magnet, and I think uh, I think actually we're going to start uh, pimping those because my friend owns the uh, owns them. A gun magnet? I had magnet. a gun magnet in my uh, living room and the, the coffee table. And I used to keep the nine millimeter under there. And because I used to come home with my carry weapon and my son was around, I was like, "Listen, we're gonna we're gonna keep every gun in this house loaded, and I'm gonna put one in the chamber, for every every gun in the house." And uh, he calls me up on a Saturday. I used to give him the weekends off, and I was working with my friend. He goes, "Dad, you're gonna kill me." I picked up the gun because he picked it up underneath the, the thing and was looking at it, and pulled the trigger and shot it right out the window. Oh my goodness! When yeah, is- so bet you never did that again, did he? 
Well, see, that's what the thing was. I was fucking freaking out. It was like 8 o'clock in the morning. I was already out. It was like 50 miles out already. And I was like, I, I told my friend, I was like, oh, I want to go home so I could beat the shit out of this kid. <laughs> but after, you know, six or seven hours of working, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, well, you know, thankfully he's fine. But the thing is, he'll never do that again. I had, I personally have also had a, uh, a accidental discharge of a firearm. I shot my $800 Sony Trinitron TV. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's geez. funny. It, it really is funny. It's you know, hilarious. You, do you remember? I forgot to laugh. Sorry. <laughs> Lexi doesn't like guns. She does not like them, like doesn't want him around she's just not comfortable handling one I am right, right. And, and you know that's remember what when happened. i was down there i felt empowered but i'm not gonna like walk around with a gun i don't know it's just not me i'd rather stab them with my keys or something violent bite their aorta hey. out i don't know bite their aorta out <laughs> once you start once you start carrying a gun lexi uh it becomes part of your routine you know it's like for me now it's Keys, wallet, cell phone, gun. You know, and sometimes the cell phone doesn't come with me, and sometimes like the wallet would, doesn't come I with would me. But the gun always does. Awesome it? with a gun on my hip, but I don't know. I just don't see myself doing that. It doesn't go with my wardrobe. Her biggest issue, and I know this for a fact, she can deny it if she wants. Her biggest issue, and and that's why I would never force her to carry a gun, is she doesn't know if she could pull the trigger. I don't want to be foretold. I'm afraid I'd shoot a toe off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, my thing That's is, right. is I don't want to be carrying around a gun and get threatened and then be afraid to pull the trigger. And then now suddenly I'm the victim because I yeah, see that's if you know yourself then that's, that's you're the, you're the perfect person to not have a gun. Yeah. I told her, let's you get know? her some mace or a taser or something then, you know, or ta not mace. Mace is useless anymore. Uh, at least I want could, a taser. Yeah. I, I would love to have you, a taser. So what the I'd problem is, the fuck out of you still need to have a concealed carry permit in the state of Florida to carry that. Okay. Well, I'm okay with a taser. My friend's going for his uh, concealed carry permit, and uh, when I went for mine two years ago, it was two weeks from the time I went to the building to get everything done, and two weeks later I got And it also took me two weeks to get the appointment, to go down there. Right. Now it's three months out. Oh, yeah. The well, appointment. Remember, we also just hit the, the most ever in the history of Florida. I think we hit one million a couple weeks ago. We talked about it on the show. Yeah, I, I can't even believe it's that, it's that low. <laughs> Yeah, that is kind of shocking. What do we have? Uh, seven or eight million residents in Florida. Eighteen million, I think. Is that really that high? Wow. Yeah, it's 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 actually poised to take over in New York for the more, more popular state. I posted an article earlier today. I'm not going to get too deep into it. I just want to bring it to the attention. Hey, I, I just uh, I have to make an announcement. My tongue is getting numb. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We only got seven minutes left, Dave. You'll be all right. Uh, I posted an article today. Oh, that was a nice laugh. Um, <laughs> and I'm just going to say the title of the article and my little comment that I put after it. And this is on my, my, uh, my Twitter. If you want to follow me at Sean, at Sean Raz, uh, you can find it there. Uh, report shows UN emitting solar activity may play a significant role in global warming. No shit. I mean, they're just now saying this, that, oh, maybe it's the sun and... You know, causing uh, the the Earth to heat up a little bit. No. Uh, yeah, it could possibly be. You know, no. that big ball of burning shit in the sky um, might you know cause a temperature change on I our planet. I don't think that emits heat. No, it doesn't. No. 
I thought it did. You're crazy. I thought it admitted heat. You're Come a freaking on. lunatic. You uh, need to yeah. go buy your little tinfoil hat. Oh, wait. You have a full supply. <laughs> 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 on sale next month, ten ninety nine per hat. That's right. <laughs> We're going to start selling uh, tinfoil hats on the site, I think. What do you think, yes. Dave? Yes. I'll make them myself. I, I <laughs> do it, man. <laughs> I'm efficient at it. I actually I'm had I had a buddy. That. I had a buddy who was busting my stones about a year and a half ago. Uh, old Jersey friend of mine, and uh, <laughs> he sent me a picture, and somebody made a a ball cap tinfoil hat, and he's like, "I'm getting this for you." <laughs> 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 it was kind of cool. Uh, what else we got here? Let's see here. I wanted to All get. Right, hold on, I want to do two more. Go ahead. And I'll wrap them up quick because I don't like to read the articles. Uh, did you hear about the cops handcuffing? In, this is in New York. Yep. Cop handcuffing a, and interrogating a seven-year-old boy over five dollars. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, I heard no. that. No. Oh well, let me tell you. <laughs> tell me, Dave. Hate on New York. Do it. This kid was no killer, but some callous Bronx cops sure treated him like one. Instead of earning himself a trip to the principal's office, a terrified seven-year-old boy was hauled off out of class, handcuffed like a hardened criminal, and interrogated by police for a grueling 10 hours. Ugh. Oh, my God. All over a playground dispute involving $5 his family is charging. Ugh. 10 hours. Ridiculous. All right, now, to just to shed some light on it, the family is suing for $250 million. So when you see a number like that, you got to think to yourself, well, maybe what they're saying isn't exactly true. But the fact that he was brought down to the... There's a picture of him here in the station house, handcuffed. He's fucking seven years old. Ridiculous. I, I'd, I'd, I'd be in jail. I'd lose my shit. I, I would literally lose my shit. Uh, yeah. Well, fuck New York. You know, I, I started it, you know, I don't know, eight, nine, ten, I don't know, a year ago. Uh, you know, fuck New York, and then I did. A, I found another article, and I was like, "Here's part two of fuck New York." I've lost count how many times I've said fuck New York. You've it's said be 20, it so much, times. so many times, yeah. lots of times. You've said it. Yeah, and I'm going to New York, and I'm going to hit the. Uh, I'm going to see Rebel Inc. Uh, in that uh, Anarchy thing on April 20th mm. in the city, wow. and I'm not. I'm not going to be happy. If if the cops if I get into a confrontation with cops, oh uh, you'll have to, you're not going to make it out, Dave. You're I don't to, know if you should do that. We're going to have to hook you up. With, <laughs> we'll have to hook you up with Frank Castle. Well, yeah, there. Frank's going to be there too. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you you know get Frank, uh, Cynthia. I'm going to drag my son along. That's awesome. Uh, but the good thing is that uh, I'm driving up there, and I'm driving up there with my mother because my mother has a wedding that day. So uh, at least I'll have bail money. Your, mom, <laughs> your mom's getting married. No, she's going to a wedding. Oh. My mom's been married. I don't know, thirty. My, my favorite right. comment, my, my my favorite sentence there was, "I'm bringing my mom, so at least I'll have bail money." Oh. <laughs> Smart man. Yes, <laughs> I, I do the same thing. Actually, probably. <laughs> mom, you're coming with Mommy. me. All right. <laughs> so the other one. To end off, have you heard the story about the gym teacher? 70-year-old gym teacher who was walking or was a basketball coach who was walking uh, two girls to the parking lot and uh, two guys tried to attack them with guns? No. The guy shot back, killed one of them, and uh, the other one went to the hospital. You know why you don't hear these things? Oh, this was at a high school, right? It was the coach? Oh, yes. yeah. Yep. 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 It's awesome. Yeah, why don't we hear about that? 
Oh. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah, it's contradictory, isn't it? Yeah, what you'll hear about is, you know, somebody else, you know, got sh- some innocent person got shot. Meanwhile, you know, reports say, and I kind of I have a hard time believing this number, but uh, they say that up to two million times a year, uh, things are stopped because of a gun, which far outweighs, you know, the deaths. Right. Well, two million uh, times. Wow, that's a big number, though. Right. Even if you cut that down ten percent, you know, or ninety percent. I was going to say 200, cut it in half. Two hundred thousand times. Right. It still far outweighs any kind of and you know Gun the deaths violence. by guns. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's what sixty thousand total if you count all the guns and everything. If it's even that high, we went through the numbers a couple of weeks ago off that FBI page. My, I don't even think it was that high. I think it was only in the thirties or forties. Well, gun deaths are only ten, fifteen thousand a year. Uh, it was higher than that because I no, it, it was because it it's was very like, close to car accidents. It was well. like six six thousand were handguns, assault rifles were like three hundred. Oh yeah, maybe it was only yeah. Okay, all right, you got me. You're right. Yeah, I'm very. I'm up on the stats with the, you know. Yeah, I'm not good on stuff. stats. I don't. I don't hold those very good. Remember, I got nothing to do all day. And yeah. according to Shifty, people who quote statistics are liars. <laughs> no, that's not what he was saying. He was. Re- <laughs> he was. He was pointing out, and we're all guilty of this. You guys I are guilty of it too. Shifty, don't don't burst my no, no. bubble. He makes a good point, and I like the point that that most people regurgitate shit that they hear without. Looking it up, I'm guilty of it too. I do it all the fucking time, but I tried it, and then you know when somebody challenges me, and this is the kind of the reason why I like some challenges here and there. It makes me go back and look and find out stuff, and then I'll, I'll, I'll the first person, I'll be the first person that said, "You're right." You know, I looked it up, and you're absolutely right. Which that's what's really great about all, all it, though, <laughs> is you know we all have the internets. And the internets. Somebody wants to post a statistic, you start googling it, googly. And yep. you find out that's not quite right, and then all of a sudden you've got a whole thread going on. Like what? Yeah, it's we, not right. We know Buzzy loves his internets. His internets. <laughs> his internets. All right. all right, I got I got two more that I want to hit. Actually, hurry maybe up! Two. Hurry up! Hurry it's up. midnight. No, I don't care. I'm. Yeah, no, she fun. wants to go long. So uh, go long. Do, do you remember? I think it was about eight months ago. Uh-huh. A guy. Uh, no, it was actually 2010. Guy was a. Uh, he took off his shirt at TSA, and it said oh, yeah. it had part of the Fourth Amendment. Yep, yep. You heard he won two hundred fifty thousand dollars because of that. Yes, I did. I almost right. want to go do that myself. <laughs> well, you're not going to get the money. Yeah, you'll, you'll get you'll get stuck in jail. All right, what else? Rape. This other one here. Nah, I don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. They set up a. Oh, yeah, this one. In Milwaukee, you heard about it? You heard about the clusterfuck? Yeah, where uh, they left a bunch of paperwork when they... They, they, the, they set up a gun shop, and they were trying to set people up through the yeah, gun shop. they were shop. trying to buy guns, but they were paying so much money for the guns their people, price, that people were like, this is a setup. Well, no, and, people were going to Walmart and buying cheap guns and going there and right. getting double the price for them. Right. Brand right. new fucking <laughs> guns. And then they got robbed, so they shut the operation down, and... Yep. And when they left, they left like all this paperwork, like like shit that you would consider secret type paperwork right. to describe the whole um, way they did everything and the names and the card. They had card uh, license plates and descriptions and all this you know? kind of shit that they just left behind. <laughs> yep, and somebody broke into one of their cars and stole a machine gun. Total clusterfuck, man. Go figure. Your government, your tax dollars at work, not mine. Gotta love it. Um all right, let's keep going another minute because Lexi had to run off. I think the kid was making noise. Oh, wait, here she comes because I want to sign off here in a couple minutes. You got another one you said, right? Nah, I'm done. 
You sure? Yeah. Positive? All right. The other one, the last one was how <laughs> the, uh, um, in San Francisco, I think it was, I actually closed the tab. But um, there, so many people are now obeying the, lo- the parking laws is that they're losing money. <laughs> and what, what gets me about that is, Zach, is that they have, they, re- they rely, the budget of the city relies on you to do ro- the, uh, things wrong. They make money on that shit. So, of course, it behooves them to, to penalize you everywhere they go so they can make more and more money. And uh, if you actually wind up towing the line, they go broke. They lose money, and they'll, they'll get it from somewhere else. Right. I, actually, mm-hmm. I, I won't get into it. Maybe next week we'll get into it. There was an article I read today, actually, um, about the post office. And they're fighting that company in Arizona that does all the traffic cams. Uh-huh. Because, remember, we had that discussion about the only vehicle legally allowed to run a red light is the post office. This is true, yeah. And and they're fighting the post office now to try to get money from them for the citations. And they're telling they're telling the post office that they need to find the people that were driving the vehicles then and pay them their money, and the post office is going no, we're not going to pay it. Right. So it's just one of those another another one of those things. I heard about that post office thing. I don't know, fucking when I was a teenager, they said if there's a cop car, an ambulance, and a fire uh, truck, and a postal truck at a four way intersection, who's got the right of way? The post office. Yep. Yep. I learned that when I I had to take a course called SIVO, which is uh. I forget what it stands for, but it's, it's safe operations of an mer- emergency vehicle because uh, I used to drive ambulance. And uh, in that course, that's what we were taught. I mean, you're as an ambulance driver, you are not legally allowed to run a red light. Um, it's Your lights on the top of your vehicle are a courtesy light. They're just warning everybody you're coming, and everybody is um, should yield the right of way to you, but they're not required to. I, I, that's probably not correct anymore. It might not be correct anymore. I mean, we're going back to ninety-five. Yeah. I think is when I took that course. That doesn't that doesn't work for uh, citizens? Or, sh- or I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop referring to people as citizens and refer to them as uh, tax cattle. Tax cattle. That's basically all we are. You're part of or, the or, farm or tax livestock. I, I like that better. Human farming is what it's called. Human farming, and that's well, they all don't, we they are. don't care about. They, all they want is our money. And they just want us to work for people for 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 them and I got, get shit done. I got a good ten minute video. I think it was done by um, uh, what the hell's his name up in Canada? Stefan Molyneux. Yeah, I think it's Ste- it's either him or uh, it's not Colbert. It's got to be Stefan. I'm pretty sure you it's him. You guys are in sync. What's his name from Canada? And you just pull a name uh, out of your ass, that's and it because, happens to be so. Well, that's because we <laughs> know each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's friggin' random, man. <laughs> first of all, first of all, there ain't but a handful or two handfuls of liberty lovers in this in this country. There's one from Canada, and now one that lives in Japan, which is uh, uh, Stephen Colbert, Colbert or Colbert, yeah, or not, not James. Um, um, James called. Um, Stop. Shit. Yeah, that that guy. Yeah, that guy. Anyhow. Well, guess what time it is? My Late? tongue is numb time. <laughs> My tongue is numb time. I've, I've, I've fucked around with these pills uh, a number of times, and it has never made my tongue feel funny. But then again, I'm usually not talking to anybody. <laughs> You're making the tongue move too much. And, of yeah. course, the the, the uh, broadcaster is going to freeze up as I try to do an excellent closing segment. Well, hold on a second. Did you copy the the, the, uh, the song over, or are you still running off the fucking... I'm still running off the, the, off the other one, right. so... 
All right, guys, you've been listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio Live. I appreciate you joining us. I hope you enjoyed uh, the interview with Jack Blood. Make sure you check him out at Deadline, DeadlineLive.info. Have a great evening. We love you. Love you guys. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced to love or to hate. I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake When I'm risking it all with no time to waste Fuck this red race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided through the Yeah.
love you guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bump diggity. Are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast. Then they'll start engineering out over the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spray? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple.